Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Chris Metzen, and you're listening to Core, the best gaming podcast on the planet. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Core. This is Core for February 16th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. I can tell you with all authority that that was not actually Chris Metzen saying that. Yeah, I don't think we should start by deep faking <laughs> dear, I assume, friend of the show. <laughs> he likes the show and he likes I want to go on the record in, crazy, in case Chris is listening. He likes like, the show. Not he just doesn't think that, it's the greatest, I so we had to fake it. He would laugh. He And also, I'm giving up the ghost here. It's not really him. Um, I did some... Did some, I played around this week. With saying some people kind of take note when Chris does things from time to time. Sure. If I open up Kotaku tomorrow and it's like Chris Metzen's <laughs> like this piece of shit podcast. Right. Chris Metzen, cancel him. He likes a show about shitting in lakes. Oh, yes. Get it. And you'll never believe we listened to their back catalog and you'll never believe what they said. Can't believe that guy wow, made World of Warcraft. Oh, the whole ship will come down. Uh, but I no. don't know if we're what they call. Brand safe. Mm. <laughs> worry about Maybe not, things. but I wouldn't worry too much. We've get, it's, it's all out in the open now. Now everybody knows. Uh, but I have it's to too talk late. To, it's done. I'm going to talk to him show, tomorrow. I'm going to call him tomorrow. Not about this. It's something totally different. But I will bring this up and just say, "Hey, just so you know, I faked your name or faked your voice," and he'll laugh. He'll think that's great. Uh, sure. I hope. I hope. Uh, anyway, welcome we're back. In, we're, we're in uncharted territory. I haven't been here. I haven't been in this position before. Well, it is new. It's a new, uh, it's a brave new world we're entering, everybody. AI-assisted uh, fakery is a brand new area for core and coverage. Uh, but not really. What I do want to tell you about, though, real quick before we dive in today to the show, is uh, Overwatch 2 put out a, a dating sim, and um, yeah. it's for for John, I think, uh, because he refuses to play anything Overwatch related. So Lover Watch was made, created. Oh. Yeah. It's full of dating, dinner, and Hanzo jokes. All the things John loves. Uh-huh. Um, I think you like probably like dinner and dating more than Hanzo jokes, but still. I mean, Hanzo's uh, the most bangable character in the roster, right? Um, no. 
the biggest dreamboat. No, I don't agree. I think I mean just objectively, you you don't have to find him, but he's like he's broody, he's chiseled, but he's got a soft side. Kind of a there's good there's good in him. There's a rescue me aspect to it. (laughs) He's intense. Chat says Torbjorn. Ding. Correct. No. Correct answer. <laughs> Torbjorn's niche. Um, there are those who like Torbjorn, and he's not Tjorborn. the most broad. We're saying the most broadly appealing uh, ship. The most broadly appealing man crush in the game, I, I think maybe yeah. you're close to being correct. I'm trying to think of something I mean, better, and I can't. all crush, not just man crush. All well, crush. For me, it's mercy, but I'm a sucker for someone who wants to help everybody. <laughs> I like that about her. I like that she's just there to help. Yeah, you're gonna be like, help me! I haven't eaten in two days. Yep. I don't know how to cook. Yep. Until she I starts talking help. German, then it sounds too harsh, and then I, I would have to dump her for that. But anyway, uh, the point is, is the- it's a thing. John, you can play this. Who else is now, on the roster? I think Reaper would really have a strong appeal to the "I'll fix him" crowd. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't like mm. that though. I don't like that at all. Uh, let's I see. It's seventy six. It's a She's... crowd. They're gonna. They're gonna be hungry for who they're hungry for. I mean, it's clear everyone's gonna have a favorite. I just mean broadly, like you know, broadly. Well, yeah. I don't, we need to solve this. Like, contact someone at Blizzard and get them to do an official poll, and let's see who wins this damn thing. I'm okay. saying they picked Hanzo for a reason. Well, they gave there's random. there's a Hanzo skin that came out of the deal, and it's him in like a Cupid outfit because you know the Cupid's got his arrows and stuff, so that's kind of uh-huh. fun. Um, Lever Watch was, um, well, it was short and short-lived, by the way. It's available until the 28th, which was, or no, I guess you can still get it then. So, John, I think you should do this. Get in there and get it. Yeah, I mean, I might. Like, the the reality is, you said there's a slight misspeak when you introduce this. It's not that I refuse to play anything Overwatch. I refuse to play Overwatch, the (laughs) game that exists. I think this universe and this cast of characters would be great in a different game. Um, That was my main hope for Overwatch 2 and my main disappointment in Overwatch 2. So it going to honestly... I mean, short of a dress-up game, a dating simulator is honestly the most logical next step for overwatch based on what i know about overwatch um it wasn't even a dating sim and people were already doing this yeah uh i saw these characters hooking up before i even saw these characters shooting each other so it makes sense to me yeah um and i would definitely play this this appeals to me far more than overwatch all right well give it a shot you have till the 28th it's up on their website there's no other way to there's no downloadable way to play this it's like a web thing but uh from what I can tell, I was trying to play just now, and it's kind of hung up. I can't get it to do anything. But uh, it yeah, might be your jam. Where's, where's Lover? Oh, it's play on web. Yeah, it's web-based. Oh. There's no, there's no like Steam game or on Battle.net or anything. You have to. They should have gone all out. I mean, it's, I agree. I want, I want a downloadable. Put something else on the Blizzard launcher besides Activision titles. <laughs> I don't, I don't disagree. I don't. I'm not a big dating sim fan at all. But I, you know, lean into it. Why not? Who cares? Make a, you went through some of this work, make a game. You got like a few people on staff that can just crank this out and you're making them all go to the office again. So have them all work on that. <laughs> yeah. Might as well do something seeing as you're making them go back to work. Yeah. You're making them sit in that office for 80 hours a week or whatever horrible numbers they used to have to do. Uh, make that happen. Anyway, uh, good stuff. But now we move on to the real news. <laughs> some jaunty music while we do it. PlayStation VR 2 is coming out next week, and as a result, reviews are hitting this week. 
there are a bunch of them floating around. In fact, uh, let's see. The review roundup shows, for example, I'll just give you some quick scores and then we'll get into the, the weeds here. Uh, the, oh, this is for games. This is the wrong link. Damn it. Well, anyway, a uh, whole bunch of people reviewed it. And it's getting outstanding reviews for its hardware and its foveated rendering technique and its opticals and all that and its performance. And in particular, uh, Horizon Up the Mountain or whatever it's called. I keep calling this wrong. Is up it, the mountain. Is it up the mountain? It's like I don't know. Hold on. I don't care. Let me but look it up. It's I am a hundred percent sure it's not called up the mountain. <laughs> oh, call oh, of the call mountain. of the mountain. Sorry, yeah, call of the mountain. <laughs> There's no way somebody called it up the mountain. Get up the mountain, says says Sony. Um, it's apparently just mind alteringly cool um, and well implemented, and uh, everything I heard said about it sounded like a thing Bo will want to get his hands on given his appreciation of VR. Um, mm-hmm. It's packed in. It's uh, some people are saying this is a, this is a full $60 experience packed into this device, which you're going to pay 500 and shit money. What, where is it? 500 and something dollars. It'd be like 700 Canadian. Yeah. It's a lot. And uh, the other confirmation. If you don't have a PlayStation, you're looking at $1,200, but okay, continue. Okay, the other confirmation, Bo, that you're not going to like, and I didn't like at all, because I just think this is a missed opportunity for Sony, but you can't uh, plug this into a PC. Well, you can plug it into a PC, but it sees the controllers as speakers and doesn't know what to do with the device. It just sort of chokes on it. There's no drivers for it is the problem, and they don't seem to be. I mean, they could, but there's no indication that they're in any hurry to to create drivers for this, uh, for the PC experience. And I, I mean, just there think there might be some third party mod stuff, but your mileage will vary. It can be very frustrating. Right. It can be time consuming, I guess is a better way to put it for VR mods. So you think they would have been, it would have been really great for them and not just for our, our point of view, but for Sony's point of view to make, you know, I don't know, broaden the appeal of the device so that you spend near 600 bucks for it. You actually have this multiple use case and you don't feel like you're trapped on one platform. I don't know. Uh, There's a lot of, um, I don't know. I think mobile phones have warped everyone's brains because everyone wants to lock people into their ecosystem. Yeah. Like it's actively not pro consumer. I get that doing that helps maybe create a stable environment and you know, there's, there's benefits to it. Um, like security, app quality, things like that, you know. Yeah. Um, but for a nascent technology, we're throwing up barriers already. It feels like we're tr- like that. I think that's Meta's problem is trying to so hard be like the Apple iPhone of devices, and it's like it's you're too early. The timing's your timing's off, and yeah. you're not that company. You're not that. It's great. not. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, a pro-consumer move is just to make devices that people can use, work on unified standards so that things can integrate easily. Yeah. And and then once we were established, I guess, fight your walled garden wars or whatever. It's just annoying at this point. Five forty nine ninety nine is the price, American. So that's probably close to $700 your, your money. Uh, yeah, I had a look. I mean, I think it'd sink me because the cheap, like the inexpensive PlayStation 5 wasn't available. It's like the Ragnarok at God of War with it, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So it's like a little pricier. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at options and I'm like, I'm going to stick $1,400 to play Call of the Mountain. 
Yeah. Because the launch, there's 30 launch titles. Most of them are already available on the Quest Store and Steam. Yeah, the reports. So there's like two launch titles when you already own a Quest. And, and I'm like, am I paying $1,500 to play Call of the Mountain? Probably not. No. <laughs> you know, like, no. sorry. Yeah. Well, you're getting to the, the crux of most of the reviews. So most of the reviews kind of break down like this. The good PC-grade VR without the PC, all of them agree that, like, from a tech standpoint, really nice stuff. The setup, super easy, really comfortable to wear, like a big, nice, comfy headset. Um, although some are saying, including The Verge, that it's not quite as comfortable as the original PSVR from 2016, which is interesting, but it's still still pretty comfy. Um, and it also doubles as a giant virtual flat screen for all your other content. So it performs really well in that regard. Um, mm-hmm. Most VRs, I, I would argue, is not great at being a good flat screen viewer. This is real, like a lot of clarity. People like it for that. Um, the bad, underwhelming launch lineup for games. The cord gets underfoot because uh, you are tethered. One cable, but still, you're tethered. Uh, whoops. Um, let's see. And it doesn't play PC VR or original PSVR games. Uh, the games you'll play from that era are are remakes or remasters or bump ups. And you you range from either having to pay nothing for those if you already own them to paying ten for an upgrade to paying full price. Just depends on who made the game and. And uh, and what's available? That's um, good. Yeah, they didn't pull a Nintendo. They're like, yeah, here you can play your old games. That's yeah, good. I mean they're they're technically new games, but yes, you're if you already own it, you're you're in. You may have to pay a little price or something, but fidelity wise and all that, it's pretty impressive, from what I can tell. Um, that is not enough for me to spend the money on this, though. I would need I would need some killer apps. I mean, if that's not a barrier for me, it's an easy yes. I want to try this. I'm enthused by the VR yeah. world. So I hope you easy. end up with one. I want to hear about it more up close. Than- um, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious. Again, the launch lineup being so slim at the moment. But, you know, if they support the game catalog with a lot of experiences that aren't available, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm waiting for a quest, like... If I have X budget for some sort of VR upgrade or purchase in the next year, I want to see what Quest 3 has on the horizon before making that choice if I'm not going to buy PS2 VR today. Mm. So I'm I'm really happy for the PS2 VR, though, because there are people who would buy PlayStations who aren't PC enthusiasts. I mean, remember, I've got $3,000 worth of hardware to back up my PC VR use. Yeah, Most people don't have that. Right. So this is a good way to, if it's an excellent VR experience, this is a great way to get in the hands of people who are reticent. Yeah. You know, or who, who just want to try it or, or, you know, get grandma to give it a whirl or something like that. I don't know. I think, I think it might still be a well-positioned product. I just don't think it hits the VR enthusiast who's already got hardware and stuff they like. Uh, it's not going to appeal to them very much unless they really want to play one of the exclusive titles. Right. And uh, yeah. that time will tell on that. John is somebody who is currently using your parents' VR, or sorry, your parents' PS5. Do you want to go over to the house and go, hey, mom, maybe maybe buy the VR add-on and uh, give, it a, give it a whirl? <laughs> you know? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> no. I wouldn't do that to them. They yeah. didn't play the PS5 that I stole. They're damn sure not going to play the VR setup. So... Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. And considering I didn't even buy the PS5 I use, I can't see a world where I spend money on the PSVR 2 on top of it. Like, 
Yeah. I, I, you know, I definitely get labeled as, you know, not interested in VR. And I think that that's somewhat not true. Mm. Um, because the, the truth is, I do think VR is a, a fascinating technology. Um, I think that it has a lot of potential. It obviously, I, there are elements of it that, you know, are exciting to me. Um, I was once a mall kid that played Dactyl Nightmare with his family in a VR lounge oh way gosh. back in the day. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, to me, like, right now, VR is, is for people like Bo, the people that are, like, ready and willing to be pioneers on a technology. I'm not. I Come to me when it's affordable, when people are making lots of stuff for it, when it's awesome. I understand that may never happen. You show a dactyl nightmare. Oh hell yeah! Hell yeah! It's such a good game. So stupid. Um, I love it. <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, the, I understand that there is a fear that if not enough people do that, it never happens. I think if that's the case, then that tells you exactly where the interest is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I will sign up to VR when it stops being experimental. I'm I'm not into the idea of experimental technology at the moment yeah you you, yeah it's yeah it is experimental you're right but i would love nothing better than the three of us to play some demio there's nothing experimental about demio Demio is a finished ass game yeah yeah well i and to clarify i'm not saying that there aren't like full-on amazing experiences out there but i'm not going to spend the kind of money needed for vr Mm. for the I guess I new experiences that exist. I will say if you do change your mind, because it sounds like your parents aren't going to be shelling out for it. If you're going to spend money, get the quest. (laughs) You're like, you'll save some money. And, uh, you know, I I think you'll get some other, maybe tangential uses out of it or whatever, you know, like I, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's understandable. At least now, like when the library fleshes out, maybe they'll blow our minds. Maybe Sony will be the place to be for all things VR. I would love to see them have some success in that place. But this first launch lineup is definitely not it. As much as Call of the Mountain, which I will refer to as Up the Mountain, um, as good as that looks, it's not enough, I don't think. Not at this stage. You got to have more. Not, for 13, not a $1,300 game. No. You know, if they had, like I said, it, it might be different in a year's time when they have a huge lineup of exclusives. And I'm just, you know, I get excited, but no. at launch, it's not a, no. it's not a good pitch. Well, good luck, Sony. It You're looks right. awesome though. I will say that. And also I read somewhere that it's 50 to 60% climbing. Oh, do you um, like climbing? Because it's up the mountain. And up it. <laughs> you would think, well, that sounds boring, but I climbing is really fun. You can you can sit and climb. You don't need to be standing up climbing. Like you can sit and just have your hands go up and climbing and finding the handholds and stuff. Climbing is really fun in VR. It's one of my favorite things to do is just to find handholds. I really think I've said this a hundred times, so please take a snooze if you just want to get through this as quickly as possible. <laughs> but but the, the our game ideas about flat screen games don't translate in the VR space and I find everything within the like you like sniper rifles in a long range game. Oh, I'm so good. I shot far away, but it's all flat so it's not really far away. But in VR because it tricks your brain into perception where it hits you the most is like within your personal space. And so rock climbing is like near you, but yeah. feels, you know, there and when you miss or slip or fall, you, you viscerally feel like a fall. So stuff like that's really good. So I'm actually, 
I found that very favorable in the review just to read that it was a lot of climbing. So I'm like, oh, climbing is awesome. Yeah, climbing's good <laughs> in VR. You're right. Climbing is a really fun VR thing. I wouldn't want to do it on my, you know, I wouldn't want to play a game like that. Um, we, we kind of bitched about it with Breath of the Wild and stamina and climbing everywhere. You know, not the greatest, but it is the greatest in VR. It's weird. Some things, movement, stuff like that, or repetitive stuff that in a 2D sense are boring and dumb and you would hate it. Yeah. For some reason, it's really compelling in 3D space like that. When you have That's what makes Emio fun, too, is you, you can pick up the pieces. Mm-hmm. The pieces like anime, you know, it's like you're... It's yeah. in your personal space range and yeah. everything perception, depth perception is really interesting. In that, that is area. one of the games in the launch window. I had that up here a second ago. I don't know where I put it. Um, but basically, let's see, is it here? Well, this is what, so Polygon says their favorites of the launch lineup are Call of the Mountain at number one, The Last Clockwinder. Not sure what that is. Tetris Effect Connected. Right. That's an awesome game. These are already knowns, of course. Thumper. Uh, Moss and Moss Book 2, which is a mouse game. Those are pretty cool. And they use the adaptive triggers on the uh, the new controllers and stuff. So there's stuff to be yeah. there's stuff to be had. And if you're brand new to PSVR and price isn't an issue, or sorry, VR in general, and price isn't an issue, and you've got a PlayStation 5, you could do worse this Christmas, sounds like. You could do worse. But I, I will again say in favor of the Quest, because I'm in my VR headset at least a couple times a week, um, there are lots of new shit on the store all the time. It's annoying. I'm like, I don't have this kind of money, but I want to try everything. Like, there's lots of just stuff that pops up all the time. Would you pay for uh, a Eli sub? Eli Roth? Um, I have to watch it. I didn't see it, but I just saw Eli Roth, who I'm not a big fan of, mm. did a VR 180 film in oh. there of some kind. Is it a horror movie? And I'm look, yeah, and I think it's filmed like a traditional. It's sort of like theater because it shows an area, but it has actors and has cuts. I watched a little bit of it, mm. but it's a whole VR film experience that isn't like a real film. It's more like, I don't know if you've ever gone to theater experiences like this, but sometimes traditional theaters, you sit in a stage, you watch a play on a stage. But like in university, people are doing experimental stuff. I don't know how widespread it is, but there used to be these productions we put on where it was like a tour through campus and we'd play out the various scenes of, of Hamlet in different parts of buildings that were set dressed, but you'd be walking around doing a tour and then the play would happen as you were doing the tour. And it kind of has that, like they're on a location and they're acting and you're sort of, you know, that's fascinating. It didn't look very, it didn't look very good, but I'm interested (laughs) to start at the beginning because it's an Eli Roth. I just not a fan really, but um, I'm still interested because I think VR 180 films, um, can be a unique experience potentially something there's something there it's a new art form we've made tons of movies now we have this new sort of film mm-hmm. medium and um i even i wanted to get into it i've been shopping for vr 180 cameras i think the best i can do is like 10 grand for like a super pro with oh, the right filters and shit like geez. and i'm like yeah and that's why i remember that guy I sent you yeah the other bow the vr bow vr bow yeah the other vr bow yeah. bow lorenzman <laughs> You know, he was, sh- that's how I saw him. He was in VR 180 showing off his camera equipment, doing an unboxing in VR. And it's like, wow. And I'm like looking up the stuff he's unboxing. It's like 10 grand. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. Like, I'm- you're on the path, man. Make a uh, kick ass game, make a bunch of money. Yeah, a bunch of Buy money. Buy the VR camera. Yep. Then just transition <laughs> into VR art of some yeah, kind. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I can make, uh, you can make VR games in Godot. So, I mean, at some point, that, that'll likely be a, uh, an area I want to. I'm doing 2D for now, but I do want to also learn some 3D and stuff. Whoa, are you well. saying Lake Run 3D is possible? Is that what you're saying to me? 
Yeah. Oh, imagine boy. that. <laughs> imagine that call of the shit storm. Good lord. <laughs> like I'm ready, you know, man. Let's do it. It's like That's um, like very hard for me. I'm nowhere near that, but like I think I've been watching some tutorials on um there's a there is a VR uh I don't know if you want kit but a library for Godot and mm. all that shit's available too and you can oh. you can make a basic app and run it in your headset. That's, that's cool. I can go on and on. I'll just leave it there. But, I want uh, you to make yeah, these 180 videos. That's what I want. I want to see what movie Va- Bo would make. That would be a thing I'd watch. I'd spend time. It's hard there. when I try to, like, when I think about movies I want to watch, like, regular, you know, you dream them up all the time, right? And sure. I'm like, I'm like, what is something good? Like, it feels like I have to do experiments. Yeah. It feels like in the 1920s when they had film and, uh, like, Sergei Eisenstein, uh, that Odessa steps that they oh, do yeah. in, um, mm-hmm. the untouchables was based on that 19 battleship Potemkin mm-hmm. and you know, all the, and I've read, I have two of his books on my shelf about like, it's, it's film theory. It wasn't like expected. It was like, how do we make films like sing and prov- provoke meaning? And I'm just like, there's this whole like medium that we're on the cusp of potentially if people adopt the headsets, I yeah. guess, but that's the trick. You know. Got to get the Johns of the world stoked and out there yeah, buying them. Yeah, you got to sell. Yeah. But like John imagine, says, you'll get there eventually, even for John, when there's yeah. ubiquity and a, a constant, like a, 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 a reliable quality thread throughout. And knowing Third that the hard- Top Gun movie, yeah. Top Gun cockpit, and you're in the cockpit with Tom Cruise. Oh, no, that's not good. We know what happens to his uh, fly dude in the back seat. We know what happens there. We don't want to be in Tom Cruise's plane. Imagine being like, I, there was a, a VR video I watched in an attack helicopter. It was awesome. Really? It was just like a ride along. Yeah, but you're like, you're flying over and they're shooting fake targets like it's a military training exercise. Yeah. There are some cool, low quality, but cool. There's some enthusiasts doing kind of cool shit um, and recording it. Um, I'm like so, I said, assume I mean, there's a bunch of porny stuff for that, stuff right? Out. There's probably porny things. I don't know. Bo about just them. wants to brain dance. Oh, there's That's yeah, he's porn's wanting to head. Yeah, porn's great in VR. I, I don't know if we want to discuss it in this show. I know there are 12 year olds listening, but great in VR. Great. You say great? Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, right. have not. I, I, well, I'll yeah. give it a recommend. <laughs> All right, All right. thumbs up <laughs> yeah. from Bo. I'll give up. it a recommend. <laughs> like I, the, it, there was um, when VR, when Oculus Rift came out, because that's what Mike, the, I got it and I got teased so much for porn. Like, <laughs> you just bought that for porn. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, look, there's some YouTube videos where they show um, VR porn to like grandparents, like to old people, and they're like blown away. Like, whoa. It's, it's, it's a different thing. I recommend. Give it a try. Okay. I want to see these, just are these, to, these react videos of old people looking at VR porn. Is that, is that really a category? I mean, there's interesting things you can do, which is not just like, and there's react videos what is, for everything. So what, what is, true. what, what is something I like, but you know, I yeah. found out what it's like to be a girl getting pounded by a guy. And oh, it's like, geez. Oh, that's interesting. You know, like it's like you can, you can do interesting things in there, you know, is <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> And maybe see things from a different perspective. Sure. Not something you're going to get on a flat screen, but something you can get there. It's interesting. That's all I'm saying. No, I get you. It's a thumbs up with a, it's an educational thumbs up. That's what I'm getting out of you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, very cool. Uh, go see what you think. There's a bunch of reviews out now. Next week, next week will be a big deal. I, I don't, I don't think the sales have been great for pre-orders for this thing. But uh, next week at retail will be a test for PS uh, VR two. So watch for that. I keep saying PS two VR. That's not what this is. It's PlayStation no. VR two. Back in 2. time. 
Yeah. Well, you can play Dactyl Nightmares. It's like they're doing... My little... wife constantly reminds me every time I'm like, I haven't played VR since Dactyl Nightmares. She goes, our first date was to go play <laughs> VR. At one of those places where they put the backpack on you and you can actually run around in a room. You're not, yeah. you know, just like confined to a single space. Like yeah. We did one of those. Did you get so, any uh, get any weird uh, pink eye out of that deal or anything fun? I fun did like not. That? Uh, okay. It was cool. Like, it was a neat experience. Like, it's kind of wild that, you know, you, you are aware that you are in a room. I think one of my issues is I'm hyper aware of it. I'm always worried I'm going to run into people or a wall. Mm. Um, but despite knowing that and being worried about it all the time, they can put... Uh, a little beam across the chasm and you feel like, Oh, I got a balance on this. Like it's neat. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm super curious, uh, how this will go and whether or not there is a future that John fits nicely in when it comes to virtual reality. Oh, what the hell was that? That one's supposed to play. Sorry, Bo. What were you saying? That wasn't. Supposed to <laughs> I said maybe John heard something he might like, and was now going to get. If we find if John buys a quest next week, I know why he bought. Oh, it. Yeah. Like, oh the porn. Yeah. The porn yeah. on it. You now have to. You now have to give a, a bit of space before you buy one, or else we're going to make jokes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I'll tell you. <laughs> like, if I get a hey. Everyone, regardless of how long I wait, if I get a VR headset, I'm going to check out VR porn. Yeah. Hands down, it's going to get checked out. Can you play, uh, Chad keeps bringing it up, can you play Orc Massage in VR, Bo? Did you try that? Yes, okay. you can. How is but that? On, it's flat. So you play it, so you go and do like a movie theater, mm-hmm. right? And it's on the flat screen. Oh, lame. There's no mod to give you stereoscopic 3D. You got to mod these things. or It doesn't automatically make everything 3D. Okay. Because you need the two images to be slightly separated to make oh, the right. magic happen. So I don't yeah. like people. Yeah, people don't, they forget. This stuff takes work. If you want to get massaged by an orc in 3D, it's going to take a little time. All right? <laughs> yeah. That's just the way know, it is. I mean, plus it's a bad they're, game. <laughs> they're anyway. That's, I can go that's on. what Bo they're, says. Yeah, you don't need orc massage. There are plenty of entertainments for your VRness. Uh, yeah, tra- to choose to travel down that road. Mm, there's a hole to go down. On, on remember, uh, I talked about uh, Dominatrix Simulator. I think like last yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember that. It's on Steam. They there's a new. There's a brand new game. It to me. They're like, you like VR? Maybe you'd like to be <laughs> whipped and. And what do they say? Uh, uh, I don't know. There's, there's a new popular upcoming one called uh, Hitler BDSM. And it kept trying to tell me that this was a popular upcoming thing. And it's just literally a shooter where you run around shooting dudes, third person shooter. But then when you're done shooting them, you tie Hitler up and whip him and he likes it. That's the game. <laughs> that's what you oh do. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a game. It's yeah, in there. The opening scene is a guy with a pair of pliers twisting his nipple as he's chained up. Y- yeah. You know, sometimes Steam and it's like big open door policy to the world <laughs> yeah. really gives you treasures. Like, what if an orc ran a massage parlor? Yeah. Or what and if Hitler like, was yeah, into BDSM? What if? That's yeah. amazing. What a what oh a cool God. idea that is. And yeah. sometimes so, you go, maybe they should keep those doors closed. <laughs> this showed up in your recommended. Yeah. I've never heard of in this. In my game. upcoming like, recommended. Scott would like this, but Bo would not. Well, not my uh, That's not, the, that's not, not to say I don't get recommended porny things, just not Well, I should I should clarify. <laughs> this, is, this is like next level like No, it's gnarly. I did it's, with it's, it wasn't a recommendation list. It's their list that says popular upcoming. I don't know how they determine what those are. <laughs> no, yeah, because it, it popped up in mine as well. Oh, like it? right now, my popular upcoming is a shocking amount of porn games. I'm guessing uh, one. Not too bad. Two. It's usually a lot of anime tentacle business. 
It's about two porn games right now. The top review is it just says a Kanye favorite. (laughs) What? Oh, because he likes Hitler now. Okay, I got it. Yeah, he's a big fan. I got it. Uh, Well, there you have it. Our our look at this allowed to be on Steam. I thought they got rid of. uh, This seems like. No, they haven't got rid of anything. That stuff is there, man. Oh, it just came out they, on the 11th. They got, they got rid of things that are like Bitcoin farmers and stuff like that. They did do they, that, yeah. They have not filtered for taste, I don't believe. No, no. I guarantee you, after seeing the intro video for BDSM Hitler or whatever it's called, they did not account for taste. That I am sure of. Jeez. Uh, all right. This is not their first game with him as a character. No, too. they have all kinds of Hitler games, but but it's all sex games with Hitler. He's always like doing it with the SS officer and stuff like that. It's just that edgy thing. You all know, knew that kid in school that was just like, I learned a word that I shouldn't say, but I'm going to say it because I'm edgy. Like that kid is now an adult. They didn't grow out of it. And now they make video games. Yeah, it's weird to me. It's very All right. weird. Uh, but here's what's not weird. A question from a patron. This is an audio version of a question. This came to us from, I'm not sure who. Oh, he'll tell us in the, in the audio. So let's just play it. Here we go. Enjoy. Hi, this is Graham Cracker from the Patreon. What do you guys think the chances are of a StarCraft and Heroes revival after the Microsoft purchase of Activision Blizzard is finalized? Oh, great question, Graham Cracker. I have I have a feeling that might have been an AI voice. Right <laughs> it was. There. It was. It's a good one, though. Like, that guy could do... Listen to this. It's like a book. Hi. This is Graham Cracker from the Patreon. It's a, it's an audiobook. He's so good. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the chances of ABK, after the acquisition, doing something with specifically with StarCraft and maybe Heroes. Heroes, I don't think anybody's going to do anything with other than just let it run. But StarCraft, I do think there's a big potential. And I don't mean just another strategy game. I mean, like, let's branch that shit out. Let's get something done. Let's make an MMO. Let's make a space sim. Let's do something in that space. So my personal belief is that they certainly could. Will they? That's that's debatable. But I would love to see StarCraft something, anything. Yeah, you know? I want to believe. Like, I still think Blizzard's got insanely good properties that remain like shockingly underutilized for what they are for brand recognition for art style for character design for all the facets of their properties yeah shockingly underutilized like we live in a world where there are 7 billion Warhammer games and who cares if they're good or not all that matters is they're out yeah and League of Legends, of all things, has a amazing Netflix TV show. Yeah. Like, it is shocking to me that we're still just like, well, StarCraft's got to be an RTS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this time we make it three games instead of one and an expansion. It's like, that's, the, that's how experimental we've gotten. We haven't decided to do anything else with it. Yeah. Nothing. Well, At a least of- Warcraft, you can be like, well, Thrall had an adventure game once that never came out. Yeah. Well, Star, um, Starcraft I mean, has the, that. They had what? They had the the canceled had ghost, ghost, and they yeah. had the they also the, had the shooter. Yeah, the, the battlefield like oh. shooter, right? Whatever that was, something like that. A squad. I think they said it was squad based. I, I thought maybe it was like a Left for Dead the kind of. Oh, you know, yeah, maybe. But so maybe many of those are just canceled and left on the floor. I'm talking about just put it out. Look, we live in a world where you've released Diablo Immortal and WoW Arclight Rumble. 
and had the audacity to put a two after the word Overwatch patch. <laughs> Do whatever the hell you want at this stage. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Put out some junk and get to feel it like you already did. Just put stuff out now. No. You've ruined the age of prestige. Yeah. Like, you did a Criterion Collection release of... Um, of like Adam Sandler's full library at this point. Like it doesn't, the name doesn't mean anything anymore. Just put out games. I mean, uncut, uncut gems was too good. Far, don't you think on that one? <laughs> Maybe a little, but uncut gems was a serious movie. I'd give him credit yeah, for that one. I didn't say everything he's ever made was bad, but I couldn't think of the name uh, grown ups. That was what I was oh, looking grown for. Ups, like yeah. a criterion collection. Grown ups. Like in that world, just do whatever now. It doesn't matter anymore. I hate to agree, but I think I kind of do. Like I, I, I still think they polish their final products more than just about anybody. But these last few years have been a lot of, you know, Overwatch Two is a polished game, but it was already a game. They didn't have to polish much. It was already kind of done. The identity shifted. I mean, that's that's really probably it. due to due, due to the internal struggles. Right, right, right. Yeah, and all you know, we trying were to turn expecting in. long tails and Starcraft heroes. Like I would is okay with that cadence, but you know, yeah, I, I agree. Pulled, they're pulling the rug on esports. Like the writing's on the wall for Overwatch as well. Like that that keeps going as long as it keeps going. Yeah, but I don't. You know, I already see echoes of Hearthstone. Um, Lashes was on Twitter today. Like there was a, I guess a dev from Hearthstone lamenting how like oh, it sucks when Hearthstone doesn't come up on the uh, investors call. <laughs> and then, then Lashes is like, I remember what that feels like, and oh, I yeah. hated it. <laughs> you know, like it's like it's going to be Hearthstone's. Like they're not. The company's clearly not like it. Doesn't matter, uh, sink or swim. We are supporting these esports in the long term, which is what yeah. a lot of us believed and why we invested a lot of time and energy. And it was true for a good while. That, but that you know. You're right. Now they can just do the AAA thing, release like a high quality game, move on. Yeah. And, or as yeah. Uh, Diablo 4 perhaps may be the exception. Um, maybe. It doesn't mean they can't make good games. Sure. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to suggest that, like, oh, they should just make every game garbage. But, like, there's no reason that they should be precious about, you know, not getting experimental and trying weird things. You're going to partner with Tencent and nickel and dime people for a <laughs> like bad Diablo experience. But, you know, heaven forbid we finally get our XCOM like Overwatch or Starcraft game. Yeah. Like just make it. <laughs> I know it's not that easy to just make games. I'm sounding like Bona. Just give a weekend and make a game. I think, Jesus. I think, <laughs> I think Immortal was a bit of a shock to them. So just, I just just do something. Yeah. Immortal, you mean Immortal is a shock success-wise, or what? What do you mean? Oh, Bo. I was quiet. Oh, Bo, went, fried Bo went mute. Yeah. His take was too hot for his microphone. Bo is still mute. And maybe he, for his audio, I don't think too. he hears us at all. <laughs> he's, he's gone. He's just sort of talking away, and he's not hearing us or seeing or we can't I'm sure it was him. a really good point, though. Yeah. He's probably saying, John, I 100% agree with you. I've yeah. never disagreed with you. <laughs> <laughs> in, my, in the entire time we have podcasted together there's never been a time that i didn't think you were actually right yeah and if i said different it was just because i was trying to be contrary for con you know for content but really yeah. everything you've ever said is true yeah i can read Hello? lips that's a, oh there, there he is, is. hi there he is. That's can, what you hear, he said, sure. can you hear us 
happening? No, you weren't. Yeah. You went mute, and then you couldn't hear us either. I don't know what that was. We got the setup, but no payoff. You were like, my, "All my, right," and then it was nothing after that. My, yeah. my, my Discord. I talked for like a solid five minutes. It feels like when my Discord said "awaiting endpoint." Do you know what that means? I've never. No, it sounds like you lost some packets it or something. Sounds like a description of my life. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, whatever. The moment's gone. Oh, oh man. I, I don't even know what I wanted to say anymore. It Just was the hottest uh, take, though. The hottest of no, takes. No, it wasn't the hottest take. We probably said it a bunch already. Right, fine. Just you know. Yeah. It's about Diablo Immortal being a surprise. That's oh, what it was. Yeah, that's oh, what it was. Just a, it's a good, it's, I think it's actually a good game with corrupted monetization. And I think on the inside, you make those compromises. Mm. So you still hold out faith that like there's good in it. It's like Luke looking at Darth Vader going, there's good in him and I can feel it. And you sort of launch it and there is a lot of good in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you sort of, you sort of, I think you're biased when you're on the inside of these things and you're not just. I mean, a lot of it has to do with the tone and timing of it. We It was a slow burn to get enough people enraged about microtransactions. And even still, mm-hmm. the gaming market is segmented into people that are cool with dropping 100 grand and people that are super not cool with dropping 100 grand. And you've kind of got two different markets for games at this point. The way I would have done it, I've said this before, and I really believe this. If I was Blizzard, given who they are and what their reputation is, Instead of getting up on stage in 2018 and announcing the release of the game or the game was being worked on uh, to all the backlash that you got, you just don't say anything. You just shadow drop it the year it comes out and you go, oh, by the way, <laughs> we made a mobile game and we're super stoked about it. Now, maybe the powers that be would never let that happen, but it's Diablo. It's going to get traction the minute you announce it. And I think they would have had way, a, way less fallout, B, less people surprised by microtransactions because, of course, it's a mobile game. Of course, they're making it this way. And it just would have been way less of this problem. Instead, it was four years of waiting and wondering what was going on and all the backlash from the initial announcement. And then they retracted and didn't say anything forever. Like, I think that's where that got screwed up. That was a PR thing. Yeah. Anyways, I think there's definitely a transition from the the long, we're releasing a game and it's going to be relevant for a decade versus yeah. you know whatever sort of i still i think we're still wondering what the new era is going to bring past diablo 4 yeah for sure you know. no question about that and whether microsoft will own them or not next week we'll find out what their defense is by the way uh microsoft is presenting to the eu their their plan slash fix slash how they want to deal with their their issues that they have with this uh with this acquisition so i think they should we'll just see. say our defense is we will give them uh, Call of Duty in perpetuity if they give us Spider-Man, God of War, um, <laughs> Last of Us, one and Last two. of Us, yeah. one and two, yeah. and like just go down the list <laughs> of Sony big budget exclusives and go, you give us that, we'll give you Call of Duty. How yeah. about that? And Sony will go, um, we'll give you, uh, what was that one where it was like a robot made out of like clockwork junk? What was the name of that stupid launch <laughs> yeah, title? Was it was uh, was it? It's not Clank. No, uh, Blink or uh, Knack. Knack. <laughs> we'll give you Knack. <laughs> we'll give you Knack one and two. How about that, Microsoft? That'd be the biggest bird in their face ever, man. We'll give you Knack. You give us Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. It's all. It's all the same. Thank you, chap, for oh. reminding me what it was. I forgot all about that game. All right. Don't know if that's even going to happen. What so. the buyout? Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I mean. They, 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 if they do whatever their presentation is, it has to answer a bunch of concerns that specifically the EU, EU is demanding answers for. And they're not even just this Call of Duty question or the Sony question. It's other stuff. 
So if they can't do that in a reasonable way and the EU says, sorry, we don't approve, this won't happen because they need, it doesn't matter what we think in North America or what uh, the Asian markets think. If they can't get Europe along with it, they won't do it. It's not worth $69 billion to not have an entire region. So yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. We'll see. Uh, okay. Well, that was fun and good, but now this, uh, we're going to talk about the games we played this week and we're going to start with a game that John and I played, um, uh, one of our shared games this week, and that is Pharaoh, a new era. You may be familiar with the ancient Pharaoh game. Uh, I don't mean like the game of Pharaohs back in the, you know, back when they played it (laughs) between sessions of working on the pyramids. Well, that's how they kept their workers happy. You know, they had a little little bit of a game that was a lot easier than the actual work they had to do. But anyway, um, back in the day, Impressions Games, uh, published by Sierra, it was one of my favorite games ever. I loved Pharaoh so much. Um, And all the other games they made, the Caesar uh, Caesar 3, the Zeus game. uh, I loved Rise of the Middle Kingdom, the Asian one they made, amazing games, the last one they made. And uh, I've always sort of just been hanging around waiting for somebody to make a proper either take on the material and some have come close, but not quite done it. This is a full remaster remake re they call it new era, but it's basically just like, here's a redo of this game with modern UI and widescreen and high def and, and some other uh, bells and whistles that are, you would think of as more modern uh, things added to it. Uh, But mostly it's the game. It's that game again. And it came out and John and I played it. Uh, John, I don't know. I'm not sure I know your history with that game, but I'm curious what you, what was your takeaway at least so far on this thing? My takeaway is a little, it's a little mixed. I Mm. would say, honestly, um, this feels perhaps a little too faithful. I was kind of maybe hoping for a little bit more of an update. Um, when you talk about like a modernization of UI, um, I couldn't figure out how to get like overlays to work and mm-hmm. what they meant. And I was like, what's wrong game. There's not enough screen real estate to explain what this overlay is supposed to mean to me. Cause mm-hmm. everything is so small and there's so much game window now on a, uh, on a widescreen monitor. Like it, it definitely feels like a loving recreation of an old game. Yeah. And on one hand, that was a great reminder of a game that I used to love very much. And I was like, yeah, this, uh, I had a good time with it. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, it was also a very good reminder of how far we've come <laughs> in gaming and yeah. how things have evolved and been uh, streamlined a little bit. And uh, even my wife, who is not the biggest gamer in the whole wide world, but she does love games like this. She came in and watched me play for a little bit. And she was like, oh, it was a city, city builder. And she was very excited. And then she got like within seconds, she started asking for features that would absolutely be in a modern game that are not in this game. Mm. She's like, how do you rotate that building? I was like, this isn't a this isn't a rotate that building kind of game. Nope. This is just uh, this is just this is how it looks. Even the old game that you rotate the whole screen for the view of the screen. This doesn't actually include that. It's weird. You can't, yeah. you can't rotate everything. It's funky. It, and I don't remember. Like, here's the problem is my history with the games is that. I played it a very long time ago when they first came out and I was very young. I remember it looking better than this. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about this, about, you know, this trick. We saw it with the Dead Space remake. I talked a lot about it with the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters. This, like, 
interesting ability to make something that's high res and detailed and modern, but it feels like what it did back in the day. This, I kept looking at it going, is this what it looked like? Was it this cartoony? I remember it looking real and not kind of goofy looking. Mm -hmm. I don't remember it looking like the Flintstones were moving in. (laughs) I remember it looking like, no, this is real. This is like art. And I might be wrong about that because I haven't gone back to it. But (laughs) instead of being excited about how it looked, I spent a lot of time just being like, "Ugh, I don't remember it looking like this. I, okay, so for the record, same feeling, uh, and I knew I was going to kind of have this feeling. So I have both games installed. I have the original in its original glory installed, and I have this game. And I went and compared them. It, the old one was super goofy and cartoony as well. I mean, was it? Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. so I just it's just my bad memory on this. Now, the this one difference part. is here in the new one, you can zoom in a lot. In the old one, I think there was like one or two levels of zoom, if that. Um, I might even be thinking one of the later games even, and this one didn't even zoom. So there's a little bit more of like, oh, I can get up close and realize that the people are too big for these houses, and the houses are all pretty samey. And you know, I did remember the fire station and the police station. I even when I was a dumb kid, I was like, I'm pretty sure Egyptian fire stations and police stations didn't look like this. (laughs) So I remembered some of them, but. it was it it's been weird like i i was kind of put off by the look of it whereas the look of it i just remember you know at the time feeling like i was designing these amazing very aesthetic cities because um because it was one of those where it's like it was less about like are you building the right buildings and more like how do you want to lay out your town how do you want your town to look mm-hmm. and that felt so cool to me and so nice to me like oh i'm really building something neat here um and then i started playing this and i was like this all kind of just looks bad mm. um so i i'm a bit mixed i had fun I wish there were some maybe more modern tweaks to it. I think it's maybe a little too faithful to its own detriment. Yeah. My takeaway was that very same feeling. Um, I don't think you're wrong at all. I think that here's, so here's some video of the original game and then juxtaposed to this new widescreen business. It's a, it's we're watching. I think we're playing this with glasses that have evolved, but we have this nostalgia that it refuses to leave about what these were and are. Um, and I think maybe our memories don't hold up to what is what, what we expect now. I mean, you basically said it. So it's not everything I had hoped for. It did make me appreciate Nebuchadnezzar more, which is a modern, uh, team doing a game kind of like this, that, that also loved those games. So they made a game, and it's um, just a you know a smaller indie effort, but a really nice little game. I've talked about it on the show before, and it just made me appreciate that game more. Weirdly, because I was like, oh yeah, right, they're really sticking to the the original here. They're not really doing anything new. Um, all this extra st- screen real estate is nice, but also there's a hack that lets you make widescreen on the old one. Um, it doesn't, you know, it still looks a little choppy or whatever, and everything's a sprite. At least in this new one, these are like little polygon sprite people moving around. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite that's, the same. That's fine, it's fine. I, I, but I'm but with you. They just you, have but- like really exaggerated heads. Like I vague in the yes, they were bigger than buildings and stuff like that. But I remember them looking like they felt like they were people. This felt like I was populating it with like weird Sims. Yeah, and even though I'm looking at this old footage here. 
you can't zoom in past this level here, so it's hard to say, but those people are definitely not as big headed as the new one. <laughs> yeah. They're more bobbly headed in the new one. And it's a the small thing. Felt but, right. Yeah. You know, that that's that I remembered. It was mostly the people that I think was throwing me. Yeah, but. The, the game that got it to the best place I that I remember with this series for me was was uh was Rise of the Middle Kingdom. And it's because they leaned into a more decorative approach. The UI had improved. The the graphics had improved for the time. Um, I kind of wish this was a remake of that, if I'm honest. Because Pharaoh, I have a lot of fond feelings for Pharaoh, but I don't have the same feelings that I do for Rise of the Middle Kingdom. Because Rise, Rise of the Middle Kingdom just came so much later. They'd learned a lot, and so they had new things to show and do. This just doesn't do it. So the remake just feels like, well, let's go back and do exactly that again. But let's let's maybe not change enough or add enough to make it feel new. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's still good. I mean, for 19 bucks, I don't think, I think it's a really good deal. Yeah. I don't regret my purchase of it. Yeah. Um, I just, I kind of wanted to come in and fall in love with this style game again. And I feel like instead what happened more was I was like, Oh, I was reminded of something I was nostalgic for. Yeah. That'll be kind of a, you know, maybe play here and there sort of thing, um, rather than something that's I'm going to sit down and just get engrossed in. Yeah, I agree. It's a little bit of a rough edge, um, but it's out there and it's now available. I really like the intro animation. That was really cool. Yeah. That that was neat. Um, I think uh, we could use more of that sort of thing, but uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's Pharaoh, a new era for those who did not write it down to remember it. And that is on Steam and I believe Epic, uh, the Epic Game Store as well. And it's on sale right now. That's so right. If you if you want it, now's the time. Now would be your time. Uh, now's your time. Ta- grab it by the horns. Okay, I'm going to talk about a game I played that surprised the living hell out of me. <laughs> um, have you heard of Ember Knights? Either one of you? Does that sound familiar? Yes, I I've have heard of Ember Knights. Okay, this <laughs> is have, a, a well. This one was interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's a well thought of, well liked. Uh, single to multiplayer. It does have co-op, which is interesting about it because most of these roguelikes are single-player games. But it's uh, it's this uh, beautiful pixel art styled uh, roguelike where you run around and kill things. Uh, that may sound familiar because there's a lot of games like this. However, uh, this one reminded me a lot of Hades in the way it's structured. Um, also, the way you unlock weapons. There's a few things that are similar, but mainly it's like the way the levels work. I'll go through an area, clear out a board, get a little, uh, uh, you know, get whatever the reward is going to be. And then oftentimes it's a branching exit. So one exit will say, if you go through this exit, you're going to get a bunch of gold. If you go through this exit, you're going to come out the other side with uh, an upgrade to one of your specs, or you're going to get a new relic or whatever to move on to the next thing. Um, and it just reminded me a lot of, of Hades in that regard. Also, it's very active combat, so a lot of dashing and doing special moves and using your specials. Uh, very, very much. I don't know. I just got. I, I get a total Hades vibe out of the out of the thing. One yeah, of the looks areas like Hades combat, but with four player multiplayer. Yeah, like four player co op. Yeah. And uh, I really like the style of it. I think it's really fun in single player, even you know by itself. Uh, multiplayer, I haven't tried yet, but I'd like to. And. Uh, I got really far today with a bow. I thought I hated at first, and then I ended up loving the bow. Um, 
cool Unlike, upgrade or just getting used to it? Uh, you upgrade, but I got used to it in the first run, and I ended up getting so much further on the first run of that bow than I did the sword. It was kind of embarrassing how much better I did with this bow, even though I didn't think I was going to like the way it shot. But that was true of Hades, too. There were some weapons in Hades where you're like, I don't know if I liked how that thing plays, and then later you'd be realize, oh, man, this thing's rad. Just have yeah, to get there used were to it. some cool builds you could do with stuff where maybe if you didn't build it right, you're like, oh, that's a waste of time. Then all of a sudden you try something and it's it's magical. Yeah, and there's a lot of variety here in both enemies and uh, perks and stuff is, that you get as you go along. Uh, it's procedurally generated, so you're never in the same place twice. That's pretty normal of these things. There's a whole story behind it all, which I think is being told in a really fun way. Um the character art and animation is really nice. I don't know if you notice these reflections when he's standing on water, but I love that. It looks so cool. You just see like a cool reflection. Oh, yeah. Those are nice reflections. Yeah. Actually. yeah. Um, anyway, I ended up just grabbing this on sale. It was like 11 bucks. I'm like, what's this about? They're overwhelmingly positive. Seem like people like it. I'm a gigantic fan of the game type. So, you know, I got my Steam Deck. Let's go. It was also a verified Steam Deck game. And I thought, well, this is a no-brainer for 11 bucks. Let's just get it. And man, I played a ton of this. I really like it a lot. Uh, the gameplay loop is really fun. And I feel like the rewards, when even when you die, it doesn't feel like I'm getting punished too hard. I would say this is easier than Hades, but not easy. It's not easy, but it's easier than Hades. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, I found makes sense. He, Hades' right. challenge is a little bit higher uh, than this. But that's kind of what I was looking for. I was looking for a slightly less crazy... Uh, time with one of these and it plays great on handheld plays great on my desktop play it in both places and there's a great dash move where you can jump over like chasms of earth where it's like a big division there and you just like leap over the thing you can toss bombs there's all kinds of secondary weapons to get you can upgrade those so there's multiple charges lower their cooldowns like all the stuff we love uh is in ember knights and knights is spelled k-i-n or k-n-i-g-h-t-s um, available now on Steam, probably other places. I assume it's on Switch and some other stuff, but um, it's on sale. So get it for uh, 11 measly dollars, and you might have as much fun as I did. It's very cool. Very All right. good uh, deck game. Yeah, it's a very good deck game. Played great on desktop as well. Um, controller for sure. I, I didn't even try it with keyboard, but I can't imagine it being much fun with a keyboard. Maybe it is. I don't know. The aiming stuff for uh, projectiles seemed fine uh, with a controller. It was mapped good. It's good. It's good enough. Um, all right. So that's Ember Knights. I also played Dead Cells again, and I'm playing that in anticipation for the upcoming DLC, but also there's a bunch of cool stuff to unlock in there that I didn't know they added. So there's all that. You know, once in a while, these indie indie games will like work with each other and add all their shit <laughs> to stuff. So it's like, oh, Shovel Knight's in your game now or whatever. Uh, yeah. th- they did this. So you can get Shovel Knight armor. You can get... I forget the other ones, but they're all all these like other indie titles you are aware of uh, bits of their game, uh, either items or uh, weapons or skins and other stuff are now in dead cells. And so I was having a lot of fun just trying to find that new stuff and um, got a bunch of it and it was great. Dead cells is awesome. I don't have to tell you much more because we've talked about it a lot since it came out in 2018. It's a yeah, fantastic video game. It's a game. fantastic game. But yeah. I do feel like I'm in your same camp where it's like I've missed so much, so many updates to it. I feel like it would be a different game to play now. Kind of, yeah. Like as soon as I got in, and I and it wasn't that long ago I was in again, but when I got in this time, 
a hundred little dudes wanted to tell me stuff like, Hey, by the way, did you know, it's like new little zone or little, uh, um, chamber to walk into and talk to a guy. And he's like, did you know we added all these, there's all these training levels where you can use any combination of weapons you want against whatever you decide what, uh, enemies to kill. And then you just go in there and like hone your skills for your next run. It's a bunch of stuff in there that wasn't there before. Um, Anyway, I want that Castlevania DLC real bad, and that's why I did it, because I just got in the mood. And that comes out in, what, March or something? March 6th, I think? Yeah, I think it's a Marchy kind of deal. Yeah, sounds right. I think that's right. I'm looking forward to that. That's Yeah, that'll be great. And I'm glad they're still supporting that, and just, I don't know, that game's great. There's another DLC, too, this Queen in the Sea. I haven't played that yet, so. Yeah. Um, That's an older one, right? A couple of years I ago, I think. think it's the Queen of the Sea. Was it? January. Yeah, last year. Oh, year, last January, year. January okay. uh, 2022. I thought it was older than that. But yeah, they, they, and I also read up more on how the Castlevania stuff's going to work. It'll be like a full story of its own, like a, a beginning and end. It's not just like, oh, now there's skins of things in here that look a lot like Castlevania. It's like, no, you're, you're trying to stop Dracula and you're doing like Castlevania shit in it. I think if they do it the way with their last DLCs, it'll be mixed in with the main because the campaign branches, right? You right. go different ways. So I'm just guessing, but I'm I'm sure you're right. Yeah, so I mean the loop is the uh, same. You're you're still trying to collect, you know, upgrades and get new blueprints, and then when you die, you go back with a little bit of money and try again and all that. Um, I really like it though. So Dead Cells still a threat. And finally, I played a bunch more ESO. The reason I wanted to bring it up here is because. Um, the made a house you're building a house i did make a house i've been decorating it and i've been looking for (laughs) they added um oh i forgot the name of the system a couple expansions ago they added a thing where you can get treasure maps and go find like crazy old furniture and relics and stuff buried places and take it back and and make it part of your house (laughs) i've been doing a bunch of that (laughs) um but also just playing the game there's there's parts of like the the dreadmore uh, campaign I didn't finish and some other stuff. So I've been doing those stories. I've been talking to Peter Stormera, Stormara. Sorry, Swedish people I know. I, know. I try. I'll, like a few of us said the name, but I got called out specifically. I don't like the way John says it, so I'm not going to say the name. The just guy. I'm going to say it. I'll just Stormary. say it. Stormary, maybe. But let's just say or the guy Stormary. that puts the guy that puts uh, Steve Buscemi in the chipper in Fargo. Okay, that's and the guy. And unpimps autos for Volkswagen. Perfect. Or sits up in the space, the International Space Station while the meteor's coming from Armageddon. Yep. Or gets killed by a bunch of tiny dinosaurs in uh, uh, the third movie. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, the little comp- he gets eaten by compies. I love him, and he's great as this king who's trying to get shit done, and I've been doing jobs for him, so that's the thing I've been doing. Um, but anyway... What I reason I'm bringing ESO up here is not to talk more about that game because I've talked to death about it. Um, but the controller support for that game is so good, I would put it up there with Final Fantasy 14's controller support. And I don't know why every MMO doesn't do like they do. I think controllers for MMOs are fun, more fun than you think, especially in ESO's case because it's very action oriented, less tab targeting, and more kind of active aiming and stuff. And a controller turns out in that environment is great it works great on pc and the reason i'm doing it is because i'm going back and forth from my steam deck to my pc and i'm trying to be unified in how i'm playing it so i'm not like oh wait where did i assign that button or whatever i just do the right. same on both 
So I'm playing it on my Steam Deck, playing it on my PC, using a controller in both cases. It just feels great. And a, a tip of the hat to to Bethesda. And and like I say, by extension, Final Fantasy for making a great controller-schemed MMO. And I don't know why WoW and everybody else is, just doesn't do this. It would be great if they did this. There's so many Final Fantasy players who swear by it. I've I tried it once. It was too different for me. For me. Um, I'm sure if I had to get used to it or if I wanted to do Steam Deck, I'd probably do what you did where it's like, no, I want a uniform experience. But uh, there are people who swear by it. Kyle, our friend Kyle, um, prefers controller to mouse and keyboard. Yeah, so I remember him saying that. It's kind of crazy. I don't blame him. It's it's something, I don't know, got, him, got under my skin and I enjoyed it. I, at first I was like, well, this is out of necessity because I'm going back and forth. But then I went, I actually prefer this. This is nice. So I stuck with it, and I really like it. So um, anyway, ESO is great. I love that game. Dragon Beef. Uh, let's get to John's uh, list for the week. John, you're playing Factorio, and I can't remember if this is the first time or if this if you already had this. How long have you no, had this No, it's the first time. I, I've had a lot of positive things said about Factorio. I said, all right, let's give it a, let's give it a go. And I had heard this... Um, I don't remember where I had heard this, but I had heard that the the person who made it said, I'm never putting that game on sale. It, the price is what it is. Um, and in fact, the price will go up because as you know, inflation goes up, I'm going to raise the cost of the game. Um, and I'm never going to put it on sale, but I'm never going to nickel and dime through DLC or add-ons or anything like that right. as well. And I kind of respect that, uh, but... I'm not going to lie. I was always waiting for a sale that was clearly never going to come. So uh, I just decided like, all right, you know what? Let me get it. Let me try it. Let me see what I think of it. Um, It is cool, but it is not a game that fits my current life. (laughs) Um, So I really like Factorio. It seems really neat. Uh, It seems like a game that I would just get in. And could just sort of no life this game and just everybody leave me alone. I'm busy playing Factorio now Um, because I'm having a good time with it. But it just it demands more out of me than I have to give at the moment. Yeah. Um, And I have I I always get to this weird place. It kind of reminds me of Bo when he was barding in Final Fantasy 14, where it's just like there's so much out there. Yeah. I have such limited time to play. Yeah. And I'm sitting here trying to figure out the best way to make conveyor belts feed into other conveyor belts so that I don't have to walk 10 feet and manually press a, a key on a on a keyboard. Yeah. What I can't justify doing this. I have to go do something else with my life right now. So that's that's kind of where I'm at right now with it. But I do uh, I do love the game. Like it's a very well made game. It's very very cool. Um, very very easy to pick up and play too. Um, so uh, it didn't. It, it's intuitive. Like uh, kind of the opposite of Pharaoh, where I was like, what do all these buttons do? And clicking it doesn't seem to do what I want it to do. Factorio played very much the way I wanted it to as I was playing. I was like, okay, everything's working the way I want it to. Yeah. Um, so it's awesome. And and for those who don't know what it is, it is very much in the vein of, you know, kind of building automation as part of a survival game. Um, you know, you, you need coal 
and you can go out and you can mine coal, mm -hmm. but wouldn't it be quicker if you built something <laughs> that could automate mining the coal? Okay, but then where do you store it? All right, well, we can build something that can automatically put it in a box for you. Yeah. Okay, but you need that coal to fuel something. So what if you built something that could automatically fuel the other things that you're doing? Like it's that mentality eventually leading to creating a rocket, you know, like it, it's basically that. And it just expands and expands and expands. And, uh, it's a very, very cool game. I would, so. I would argue the Dyson sphere program probably doesn't exist without, uh, without this game. This game inspired so many of these, these auto, you know, or these factory, planner builder things uh satisfactory yeah. is another one which is a first person version of this basically and also multiplayer which also is multiplayer really yeah which is really cool uh, yeah i keep hearing that's really fun to play co-op uh bill duran plays with his wife and they love yeah, it. yeah i wanted to get back to it uh, you know mike doesn't play games very often so it's just hard you know it's like us like yeah we'll play it but then we just played once but i like oh, it was it's a good game it's fun to play with people that don't need to have the shooting or RPG mechanics and you mm -hmm. still want to play with them. Yeah. And he's a builder. Like he left his job to be a handyman. He likes building and it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's a bunch of buildings. Like put the conveyor belts and let's go. Yeah. And I, as John, as you were saying the thing, you were like, you know, I've only got so much time. I can't be doing a conveyor belt. <laughs> I, I understand that feeling, but I'm the reverse. Like when I'm playing like god of war i'm like i can't be just throwing axes at shit i gotta make conveyor belts i'm like that's more <laughs> like it's the reverse for me that's why if people are wanting like these great releases and i'm like yeah 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 world's getting destroyed boohoo i'm like i'm building a dyson sphere yeah <laughs> you know that is important. that is you're right i think you're you're describing mm -hmm. your your motivations really well like we have I, the reverse sort of thought <laughs> which i like, used to always say that the the greatest way to explain Bo and i is we will arrive to the same place we don't have time for this Yeah, via two completely different roads. <laughs> I should be saving the world, not building a stupid conveyor belt. And he's like, why am I trying to save the world? I should just be building a <laughs> conveyor belt. Yeah, so right. exactly. I like a little bit of this week. I've got all these games, which I'll, I'll get to in my section. But <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. I get, I have, I like a little of both. Um, it just depends on my mood, but I just talking about Factorio makes me want to play it again. I really like Factorio. So I'm with you hundred percent on that game. That game's great. Uh, all right. You also went and you, you've continued to go down. This is a list. The this next fest party town. Uh, like, uh, I'm glad you're doing this. Someone's got to be I, taking this. Yeah, bullet. I appreciate that. These are all getting attention. Honestly, same. Yeah. So tell me I, about. I've done uh, more Steam Next Fest game demos. Uh, some of these we've actually talked about before. I realized as we had played, as I played through some of them. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go in order from worst experience to best experience. So Ooh. we're gonna be building up here. All right. Uh, starting with a game called Plan B Terraform. Now this game <laughs> is currently getting really good reviews. Yeah. Um, it's doing quite well. But I have to be honest, why it's at the bottom of the list is because I think the demo broke while I was playing it. Oh, oh. I got to a point in the game where I had, I could literally look at my storage facility and see the materials I needed and could not build the next thing I needed. It, it said zero available to be built. If you hovered over it, it said it needs this. I could see those things in my inventory. And I couldn't build it. I don't know if it was a bug. I was streaming it. We all know how streaming video games goes sometimes. Sometimes you don't read as well as you should. You got the pressure of trying to be entertaining. And you uh, 
you miss a key detail that got said in a tutorial or demo or something, and you missed it. So I fully own up that I might have been the master of my own destiny here with this one um, and, and messed something up. But I could not get past. I made a couple of extractors, a couple of platforms, and a factory, and then all of a sudden I couldn't make anything anymore. Oh. And I was just watching materials pile up. And I couldn't spend them because everything that cost materials said I didn't have any. So uh, I think this game might be really cool. Um, It did do some neat things like everything's on kind of a hexagon. And so just by putting things next to it, they automatically put ramps and stuff like that. So things automatically connect. Um, It's kind of the opposite of Factorio where you have to really plan out every little thing. This does a lot of it for you to kind of automate it a little bit and, and make it a little less cumbersome. So if you played Factorio and you're like, yeah, that was fine, but I really don't like getting into the conveyor belts of it all. Um, this actually helps with stuff like that. Um, but I like, I like I, the look of it a lot. Like graphically, it looks really, I don't know, something really I like about the look of it. Yeah, it's got a real simple look that allows it to to you know really zoom out and hit a whole planet and stuff like that. And you'll see as I drop stuff in, it will automatically link it. Like the extractor has now got this little thing that flies out and picks it up. And when I put this building down, um, it's going to form a connector. And so now those things will connect and do what they need to do. And it'll drop things where they need to go. Uh, It does a lot of really neat things. Unfortunately, I couldn't get it to work. (laughs) So at a certain point. So... It was probably my least favorite experience just by default because I, I couldn't get it to, to do what it needed to do. But it seems like there's something there. And considering the reviews for it, because it is an early access game, so beyond the demo that I played, you can actually just go kind of buy into this game right now. It's only 8 um, bucks. I might I might grab it just at that price. That seems stupid cheap. Yeah. It, it seems all right, but I did not get to have a very good time with it, unfortunately. All right. I'm going um, to grab it just for the hell of it. All right. <laughs> yes. I got, I got Scott to buy the game that I was like, <laughs> I had the worst, worst time with right, this. Yeah. Here's the one that I just absolutely know. Scott's like, I'm getting this. I, I mean, at that price, it just seems like there's potential there. I like what I was looking at there, so I'm going to check it out. <laughs> And that's only um, that's only forty bucks Canadian, Bo. As someone in the chat says, <laughs> yeah, I know you guys are rich, rich Americans. No kidding. All right, tell me about this next one. What do you got here? Phantom Brigade, a game that I think you talked about, Scott. Because as I played it, I was like, Scott has talked about this video game. Oh, I own this. Sure. Yeah, I own this on Epic. They did a um, they had it on early access over there, and I bought it because I it seemed rad. So yes, I do have this game. I can't wait to hear where they're at because I haven't checked in in a long time. I don't like this game. Oh, shit. Well, all right, then. I might go so far as to say I actively dislike this game. Mm. Um, It has a very novel idea, uh, which is basically it wants to take the, the goal it's going for is what if in XCOM you could do all your planning and all your strategy, but instead of everybody taking little turns, everything happened at once. And it does this by breaking all the actions down into about five seconds of time and showing you an estimate of what the enemies are going to do and letting you plan around the estimate of what your enemies and allies are going to do and execute actions within a timeline. It actually reminds me of video editing in like Adobe Premiere. It is, yeah. <laughs> it is like that. Dropping stuff onto a timeline and then 
you know, hitting commands at certain points. Yeah, you're totally right. This is a, it's a lofty goal. It's an interesting goal. Uh, mechs fighting each other on this scale is a cool concept. But there's something about the way it executes that is just absolutely toothless. I've never been so bored watching <laughs> giant mechs shoot at each other than with this game. It is the most, like, nothing, like... Half the time, I couldn't tell if I was blowing anything up. There's no cinematic feel at all to the combat. It's just like, you hit it, those five seconds go, things are just like, a bunch of things happen at once. There's no flair to it. It just kind of, it just feels unfulfilling. And then it does a thing where, you know, you finish the mission, and it cuts to a cutscene, and the cutscene is raucous and over-the-top, and missiles are flying, and they're blocking them with shields, and someone jets around the corner and fires a laser, and you're like, well, God, I wish the game looked like that when I was playing it instead of this. (laughs) Holy shit, why does this look so bad? I give you that. It's It doesn't... See, I I think it... Well, you said it. It's a lofty goal, and you have to kind of respect what they're trying to pull off with the different way of playing. But I found myself, as I got deeper into it, kind of once in a while going, I wish this was just like XCOM. Yes, that... You nailed it. That is exactly what I walked away thinking was... They hung their hat on this concept of we're going to improve the XCOM formula by doing this and resoundingly couldn't stop feeling more like I kind of just wish it played like XCOM. Yeah, I that's fair. I totally felt that. I still feel that way. I, I, I haven't checked in in a long time because I my my take was I was early enough access where I was like, well, you know, we're early here. But from what I can tell, it's kind of the same. It hasn't really and- changed and that's fine. And that's kind of the part that's a bummer because, you know, normally you want to be constructive with your feedback, right? You want to be like, well, here's how you fix it. Here's what they could do. And I, I have some ideas on what they could maybe do. Um, the, it's so weird. Once you execute your five seconds, it's like, was that too confusing? Do you want to replay it to see what happened? And I find the action so boring <laughs> that I'm like... But they make you click replay like you're watching a John Wick movie. Like, no, watch what happened. I was like, no, I saw it the first time. It was boring as shit. It's going to be boring as shit the second time, too. I don't want to see it twice. So I just skipped it. I was like, yeah, replay. Okay, go. Go. Move to the next thing. I spent the whole time just going like, man, this would be so cool if this could be slow and cinematic like an XCOM game. And unfortunately, it's not very constructive to tell them hey, guys, the thing you're trying to get away from is the thing you should just do to make this game more compelling, but it kind of is. Yeah, I mean, in a way, they're trying to redefine what strategy, tactical strategy is, and I respect the effort, but I think, yeah, it rings a little empty. That's hard to explain. It does, it made, the whole time I played it, I was like, can I just tell him he's got two sets of movements two action points plus maybe a fire point and then he'll have a percentage chance of hitting the other mech can i just play XCOM, please yeah, yeah. it's interesting but it's not i i you know i agree i can't deny what you're saying i think yeah. it's cool again it's it's mechs mechs are cool just not sure this execution is all that great yeah i've never been more bored by mechs and like that's i'm sorry to say it because i'm sure there's people out there that like this game i just gotta be honest about how i felt it was just so boring and i was like these are mechs blowing up tanks 
Like, one of them has a beam gun. It should have been the coolest thing ever. Half the time, the beam glitched and just stayed on the screen well after it had fired. And I was just like, and the mech's, like, running around. There's just a beam sitting there. I was like, this looks stupid. <laughs> uh, like, I I did not spend a lot of time on this demo because I just did not enjoy it at all. Chat's chat says it's like an RTS super hot. Uh, I love super hot. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> like, super same. hot's amazing. And when they show you the sped up thing at the end of super hot, that's satisfying. Yeah. That's, I almost feel like that's what they think they're giving you, but it wasn't interesting in slow-mo. It wasn't interesting the first time I saw it executed. And it definitely wasn't interesting on the repeat. It's like watching ants fight. If you're down there in the middle of it, and that could be cool because everything has weight and sound and heft. But if you pull way out like human eyes and look at an ant, two ants fighting, it's boring as shit. It's not <laughs> it's a exciting. Lot like that. Yeah. I didn't, didn't like it. All right. Um, well, do any better with, uh, what's this one? This is called Vol. Let me tell you about my dream setup. Oh. A demo I downloaded and played. I'm not going to lie to troll though. <laughs> because I knew the Final Fantasy <laughs> housing <laughs> saga was over. So I thought, well, here's a demo of a game that's about just putting stuff in a room to create oh, your dream setup oh, for your yeah. computer office. Great. Yeah. So it's just like a dress-up room thing, right? Room. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. House decorating. Um, yeah. Yep. It was house decorating. Great. Bo, what if it had a <laughs> conveyor belt? Would you be in? You'd be in, right? No. No? <laughs> All right. No, you know what? I hate to say this. I kind of like games like this, or I like ask. I like games that let me make decent looking little three D dioramas. Yeah. So it's all right. Yeah. Um, I will say that it seems a little limited. Yeah. Like even with even if you were to go, okay, let me pretend all these things that have locks, not in this, not in demo version, off. Yeah. It still seems a little limited with what it offers as as far as what you can build, but it worked well enough. It was okay. <laughs> I I tried making my office is what I tried to do, and I grossly underestimated the size of the room and could only make about half the office. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was a demo restriction or if it's actually a game restriction, but you couldn't make a room that wasn't a perfect square, which I thought was really weird like yeah, that is weird nobody's dream setup has a office that's just not a complete square or mm. rectangle i guess yeah it was a little weird but is it a um, puzzle game or is it just a creativity game nope just creativity yep. there's literally no point to it besides make your dream setup <laughs> and a and a troll bow and a troll bow which yeah, is, why, make, which is why i got it it's to make poor people feel sad i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right. How about Sons of Valhalla? That sounds like a badass Viking piece of thing. What's that about? Uh, so Sons of Valhalla is, uh, based on the description, I thought it was going to be like playing a side-scrolling version of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, this game is probably for somebody that isn't me. Um, it seems <laughs> like a real it's, theme with these games. Yeah, you really enjoyed I, everything look, so far, guys, man. There were a lot pretty of, low on the list now. <laughs> I there were a, ones you'd like. There were a lot of stinkers this week. I'm yeah. just gonna. This is a stinker. Say, this is a stinker. I don't think this is a stinker. The voice it has acting, parallax scrolling, voice acting leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. 
We got good news. I know a website. But, I can <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, if there's a game that's going to benefit from our our AI uh, generated voice acting future, this would be one. Yeah. Um, I, I maybe got very hung up on it. Uh, the tutorial wasn't great. Um, I know that there are a bunch of games like this. I've seen other games that look like this and play similarly to this. And I don't know how much this game hung its hat on this like side scrolling, but it's still like a world you can explore, even though it's just you go left or right. I didn't know what I was doing, and I died horribly within seconds of playing this. Mm. And it looks then, sweet. Oh, I like the, like, look, the yeah. It has it an amazing good. look. Graphically, game looks super cool. Uh, the combat is solid. Um, I'm just very bad at it. And uh, it kind of all bases itself around this rune system where killing enemies and looting treasures gives you runes that enhance your abilities. Uh, but if you die, you have to give Odin a rune to be resurrected. So it's, you know, you want trash runes to give to Odin, but there's limited space. So you don't want to just carry around a bunch of trash. So He's it's a way a to kind of make dying feel important. And, uh, it seems like it could be fun. There is a squad command element. I thought I was going to just be like a lone Viking doing lone Viking stuff, which I guess kind of defeats the idea of raiding because you want a whole raiding party. Yeah. But um, we lost to the very first like barricade we came up to. Like There were archers in a tower, and they just smoked my entire army, <laughs> and then I didn't know how to get more of them. And uh, so I tried to assault it by myself, and that didn't go well either. And uh, it's neat. It's got this kind of like push and pull of seizing territory, but then they'll eventually try and seize it back. So here you can see. Oh, jeez. Uh, that guy has super deep health pool. Yeah. Well, it's a block. It's a, what is that? Uh, it's like it's the orc, orc uh, wooden poker rampart. Oh, jeez. Look at you with spears uh, in your face. Well, your reaction time is not very good. I've seen you play a game a lot better than that. <laughs> I died so quick. Um, I was also confused why my guys weren't attacking the wall. Apparently that's on me. I was supposed to tell them, but I didn't know. So, uh, it's you know, it seems like there could be something there. I did not spend enough time with it to unlock it. So, I that's why it is higher up on the list. It seems very competent. It seems like it's got a cool loot system where, you know, you're collecting runes and losing them if you die and all of that. So I think yeah. there's definitely something there, but um, I didn't I didn't get to it. I just I just kept dying. That's I, what I feel like I've seen that Heimdall in Marvel Snap. <laughs> Maybe like uh, a variant of him. The art. Yeah. Yeah. I like definitely I lean of, into yeah. Marvel Norse mythology here. Yeah. Just the armor set actually looks like a, one of the cards I have for him. That's kind of weird. Um, well, all right. That looks, I'd really like to look at that. I'll say that. Uh, here's one I've been looking forward to, and I have no idea what to expect from it, and that's Void Train. So how is the demo to Void Train? Void Train is pretty darn cool. Um, Void Train is the raft set in like a weird set on a train instead of a raft or at the beginning, a trolley Yeah. Um, set in like kind of a void space. Thus the name. Yeah. Um, and 
you can, instead of throwing out a line and dragging supplies, you jump off the trolley, attach a tether to the, the trolley or train, and float out and gather supplies and then pull yourself back in and reattach to the train as you go through void space. Now, it's not showing it because right now we're in the tutorial. I wanted to just show this bit because I like I like the game, but I have one major criticism. I just got to get off my chest and show you guys this. Watch this intro because somebody who does like animation for video games was clearly going for their animation reel with this video game. You're looking in boxes, and every item you pull out, it's not just a simple, like, oh, I pick up the item and put it in my inventory. No, they got to flip it around, and they got to shake it, and then they got to do something funny with it, and then they got to look at this and twist it, and then let me put it somewhere else, and let me do a hand gesture. There is, like... 15 seconds too much animation on literally everything you do in this intro section of the game. So like when you when you do oh, the, I kind okay. of think it's sweet that wa- watching it I don't know what it's like playing it but I think it's kind I of was cool. going to say the same thing. I think it looks cool but then it reminded me of like okay in Dead Space when you get a new weapon you you do a little flourish. Uh when you get a new weapon in a lot of shooters you do that, right? This is just too much of that you're saying like it's just overdone too too long. You're aware you're not in, you're not in the void. You're not on a train. You're not doing what you downloaded this game to do. So you're like, come on, let's let's get to it. Because this isn't teaching you any skills. This isn't a tutorial in the classic sense. This is just intro. Yeah. And everything has got to be like, let's give it a thumbs up now that we put it in. <laughs> oh, the door doesn't shut. Let's <laughs> let's slam it shut repeatedly. Yeah. And like it just it's a small thing. It bugged me. It's not worth giving it this amount of yeah, attention, the th- the honestly. Up, I see what you're saying. The thumbs up. Like, I, when he had the hammer and he was trying to fit it in somewhere, it's like, I was cool with that. Yeah. Um, now that he plugged the fuse in and gave a thumbs up to the fuse. Yeah. It <laughs> says a lot about the character you're playing. And maybe Is it a like lady or a dude? Yeah. Du- dude or- uh, so I made a lady. You get to pick. You get, a, okay. you get a character customization. But then every sound I made proceeded to be a man's voice, and the narrator constantly called me him. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. Sweet. The game doesn't know how to do pronouns. Fantastic. <laughs> so um, I don't know if I failed to save my creative character that I spent a lot of time on and it just went to a default or if that's just not programmed. I mean, that kind of looks like the outfit I, get, I picked, but uh, I don't know about all that. I'll say this. All these little nitpicks and weird gripes aside, once you are in the void space playing the survival game that this is is very cool it seems floating around i I mean i love the raft i think the raft is a really cool survival game yeah and this is a similar premise with a little more like free form weird control and ethereal weirdness about it and uh, I, I like trains. We, we've already established this. I have, I'm apparently a real sucker for trains. Trains are and cool. this like weird trolley that just goes through space is kind of neat to me too. And I dug it. Uh, yeah. eventually you do get a gun and there are things that will come and attack you on, uh, the ship. And 
you, you know, you shoot a revolver at him. You get infinite ammo, so you can really do the Homer Simpson solve all problems with the gun once you get that. Yeah. And uh, they got little things that chew on the train to slow it down, and there's just all sorts of neat little touches on it. I'm not super fond of the story. Um, some of the story flourishes are a little weird, but as far as like creating a weird world uh, for survival and for getting through, like this totally does it. Like it's it's very very. I'm cool I'm going to own this game. I can tell you that right now. This looks yeah. like my jam. I love the setting of this it, most of all. Like this just concept is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Super into this. And every time you jump off something, there's a cool little tether sound, and you're just attached to a rope. Um, I, you know, it's exactly the kind of game you think it is. They're going to ask you to gather wood. They're going to ask you to gather metal. You're going to turn that wood and metal into a bench of some kind. That bench is going to tell you how to turn things into other things. And there are upgrades. So a lot of this, I didn't play it for very long, but a lot of that's just because it is a known quantity. But I will say when I was about to quit playing. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah. I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine. A new kind of Chromebook. This game. All of a sudden, I got to the first, what would be the raft equivalent of an island. Like, I got to this port where you went through this big high-tech tunnel and stopped at this place, and it was very mysterious and dark with steam coming out of vents, and I found a skeleton, and, you know, very mysterious, and that was very cool. So, it definitely has some really neat touches uh, that I think will be in there to discover. You can you can blare the horn. That's important. You Chat know, says this was a free game on Epic a while ago. Is that true? Because I probably have it then because I never miss a week. I always get the free Oh, game. was it? I might was have it free been. on Epic? Someone's saying that. I don't know. I'd have to go look. If that's true, I might have this game and I just didn't look at it yet because I just would grab those, finish, get out of Epic and never look back. <laughs> probably have 500 games you've never even tried. Oh, I guarantee there's at least that or something like that. But I... I Oh man, this is really scratching the thing I didn't know I was itching. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> Seems like my jam yeah. 100%. And are, okay, I was going to ask you is there an air uh you run out of air or anything? It's not like that. No. Okay. Nothing like that yet. Um, you know, you are somewhat limited on movement by the tether, but I would imagine that would become something that you could change. I know eventually it gets to where you are mounting machine guns on the train so that if you get attacked by bigger monsters, you have these giant mounted guns that you can fire at creatures and stuff like that. Um, it's just kind of wild. Yeah, it's wild. I, I, I dug it. I, I enjoyed my and time. I, I assume you eventually bu- you, you make a train, right? You're going to build a, out cars and have like a multi-tiered train. Is my yeah. yeah yeah okay. by by as far as i went in this all i did was kind of double the size of my trolley but i you know the video for the game shows a full-on like train with an engine multi-cars that sort of thing so you do eventually get to big train ownership i may own this already if i don't i'm getting it it looks rad I also yeah. like the raft, so it's very similar. Um, all right, tell me about Grim Guardians Demon Purge. 
Okay. Let me tell you about a game that really surprised me in a weird way. Okay. So last week I downloaded an anime game because uh, it said Metroidvania next to it. Okay. So this week I downloaded an anime game because it said Metroidvania next to it. Oh, great. Okay. And I was like, okay, here comes here comes the anime. Here it is. We got we got our anime girls, toxic demons and stuff. And then the game started, and my main character pulled out a submachine gun and just started wasting zombies. And it played really well. And I, I actually really like this game. It's a, this is called. It has sorry. some annoying anime business in here. Yeah. Uh, in fact, right now I'm looking through the option menu to see if I can limit how often they talk. <laughs> That's why you're in there. <laughs> just. Just in case you're wondering why I'm looking through the option menu, it was looking to see if I could change uh, voice line frequency because literally every time you change characters, they got something to say. As they're doing attacks, they're like, my turn now! (laughs) And stuff like that. I was like, oh, I wonder if I can limit this. But in spite of it, Mm. I I think this game is actually really cool. And by having... So uh, you switch characters on the fly... And one has a submachine gun, like I said, a, a, de- a demon-slaying submachine gun. And the other uses, like, origami melee weapons. But what it what this does is it makes it to where some enemies are just really effective um, up close, and some enemies are really effective far away. So you use smart swapping of the character to go, oh, well, this, this enemy runs at me with a really big lance. So if I have uh, the submachine gun out, they're no big deal. I just shoot them. Yeah. No, no problem. Sure. Um, or this one has a big shield out that will deflect bullets, but my big, you know, melee attacks will get past it. So it kind of takes your typical Castlevania format and adds a little extra element of puzzle to it where, you know, what is strong against what, and you can lose one of the two characters. They have independent health pools. So you can kind of inadvertently make the game harder on yourself if you say lose your melee person and you're going up against a lot of range uh, enemies uh, or enemies that you know are strong against range, you go, oh well, I've just made this game a lot harder and I got to figure something out. Right. Um, so I I think this game is actually rad. I looked up the developer; they actually have a pretty strong uh, pedigree in this. Do you remember? Uh, the guy who made Castlevania yeah. went on and crowdfunded that game Bloodstained. Bloodstained, right. What I don't know if you know or not is before Bloodstained came out, a pretend NES version of an earlier Bloodstained game came out. No, I did not so know that. So it was a true homage to Castlevania. It looked like NES sprites and all of that, and it was set in the Bloodstained universe. Okay. This is the company that made that game. Oh, okay. So they they actually have a big history in this kind of in this kind of game, and it shows. It plays exactly like those games. Oh, and it looks so tight. Everything looks fun. the combat looks so tight and like and like um, sticky. I love it. I'm, I'm I think I get this too. This looks great. <laughs> It's. I, I'm gonna warn you, Scott. It's anime as shit. Yeah, I can deal with that if the combat's great. You know, I mm. liked it 
in addition to it. And I don't know where it's going to go with upgrades and things like that. Um, I don't know how wild it gets in that department because I just played up through one boss. I will say I got to where I thought the demo would naturally end in this game. Like I played through a whole section, felt like an entire level, got to an end boss. There was a cut scene at the end of it. I was like, surely this is the end of the demo. And then it was like, okay, now you're in stage two. Keep going. Huh. Uh, I kind of got to a point where I was like, no, I feel like I demoed it. I'm I'm good. But uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of bang for the buck with this demo. And I had a really fun time with it. Um, I didn't think I was going to. I thought I was going to find the the anime nature of it annoying. And parts of it I did, but it more than made up for it in gameplay. And the combat looks awesome. I think I'm going to have to play this. This is, uh, sorry, this full game is Grim Guardians Demon Purge. It's a hell of a name. Yeah. That's, that's anime In fact, shit. the way they talked in the game, I thought it might be a sequel, which is why I went and looked up the developer, because they talk about a character like they've had adventures in the past no. but i couldn't find any indication of that i think that's just this game being this game um and that's the narrative i will say i found the narrative it was a little cheesy a little schlocky um but it was better than that other anime <laughs> metroidvania that i played uh where you were from god or whatever like that last week I, one I yeah was, what was that called? i was much more on board with this story so that was called <laughs> see the name of it hold on John played oh, a game. last week's yeah, after after mage called... or after image was that it? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was after image. Or fable fabledom. Oh no, fabledom was the builder. Anyway, unless it wasn't boxes lost frag. No, that was the that was the puzzle box game. Yeah, 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 it was after image. Yeah, don't do that one. Do this one instead, everybody. Uh, again, called Grim Guardians Demon Purge. All right, you've saved the best for last. This one I was already interested in. After your comments on our Discord channel, I got more excited. Tell me about Inkbound. Inkbound is awesome. And I wouldn't be surprised if you guys hear a lot of talk about Inkbound uh, in the near future. This game is like Hades meets Slay the Spire uh, meets XCOM. I'm in. Like, it is a, <laughs> it is Hades style, like, rooms where it's you know you go in you have a fight with one or more monsters uh and then you pick a path and those paths are going to confer bonuses much like slay the spire or like hades um you have a deck of abilities uh kind of like slay the spire but you don't pick it it's not like a deck builder at least nothing i've done has felt deck buildery it's more these are the abilities that the class you chose have and you can make updates to them but the combat in it is turn-based. You can move around in real time, see your actions in real time, um, but the enemies wait until you take all your actions. So it's almost like uh, it's almost like Dungeons and Dragons, where mm. you know you've got so much of an action economy, you spend it, then the enemies get their turn, and you get your rewards. You go to the next room, you do it again. You take greater risks, you get greater rewards. There's some level of a multiplayer component. I didn't play with anybody, but I do believe this has multiplayer and things like that in it. And because uh, you're in like a lobby, like in the main area, you can see other people playing the game on as their characters that they created. Um, I believe you can party up and play multiplayer. Uh, it's really, really good. It took me a minute. I was like, oh, this feels weird and clunky and kind of odd. And then by my second or third fight, I just got 
how all these abilities work together and what we were doing and was like, oh, no, this is actually something very cool because it's it's kind of like turn-based Hades combat. Mm. And I'm I'm maybe really digging this. Uh, I tried to kind of speed through it because I was doing the demos. I was trying to get through a ton of demos. Obviously, I played a bunch of games this week. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get a lot of things. Um, I by far spent the most time with this, and even spending the most time with this, I still tried to play through very quickly. And I feel like I did, generally speaking, really, really well. Um, I think if you really sat down and actually thought about you know, like, oh, I'm going to do a build or I'm going to pick these perks and these abilities. I think this is going to be something really, really cool. Oh, man. So, this looks great. I'd heard about this. This is the, so this is the Monster Train devs, for those wondering where maybe the pedigree here. Um, Monster Train is an amazing deck building, sort of Slay the Spire like. Really great game. Uh, if, you, if you've skipped on it, you shouldn't have. It's really, really good. This looks like extra special. I can't wait for this. Yeah, it's it's really, really cool. It's the it's kind of the first thing where I've been like, oh, this reminds me of Slay the Spire in like a really different, cool kind of way. Oh, man. I'm in. I'm all in. When's this due? When's this coming out? Do we know? Uh, I don't know. I when is we have a date on it? Do we No, I can't find one. I think it says 2023 is all. Uh, so yeah, nice quarter two of 2023. But it's it's really neat. Yeah, that looks awesome. Ooh, can't wait. Um, all right. Well, there you go. John John did the hard work for us. Did all the demos. All right. <laughs> yep. Uh, I think well I'm done. taking a break. Although some some people did recommend some stuff right at the end of my last stream. They're like, you gotta try these. And I might. We'll see. It was a, they a lot really... of those demos are still up, so we'll see how it yeah, goes. Yeah, it was a big year for that for that Steam thing, for the next up stuff. Uh, Bo, throwing it over to you. You did the thing I was tempted to do, and I almost pulled the trigger on four separate times and never pulled the trigger, and now you're making me want to. You played Metroid, Metroid Prime yeah, Remastered you on your Switch. You can skip. So I had um, Christmas money. Yeah. I got 50 bucks for my brother and was sitting on my account. Yeah. And, you know, Metroid Prime uh, was released uh, suddenly, like Hi-Fi Rush, you know? Oh, yeah. my God, here's a remaster. Yeah. Um, Not... Not that I expected differently, because it was called remaster and not remake. But coming just off a of Dead Space remake, my expectations were kind of high. But it's it's literally a remake. It's a HD texture pack on the game. Yeah. If you miss Metroid Prime and want to play it again, which I haven't played, um, you know it's well polished. It's a well polished thing, but I wasn't super impressed with it. Um, it's still worth the price of admission if you want to play Metroid Prime. So yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to be negative, but if you're like on the fence about it, there's like a thousand games. Like <laughs> you can play other things. Yeah. You know, it's it, I haven't played Metroid Prime. I thought you had so for I've, some reason. I guess you played all the 2D stuff. You have a lot of fondness for, but never 2D. Played I've played 3D. Missed me. I was you know I'm a Super Nintendo era Nintendo player. I never owned a GameCube or. A, uh, I think I had a Wii, but that was in the era when they did 720p, and we had an Xbox, and I just played Xbox because yeah. I was mad at. Well, it was my girlfriend at the time who wanted the Wii because it had exercise things on it. I was yeah. like, you know, like look yeah. at this low resolution graphics, sure. and um, and so the Primes missed me, so I never played any of them. So you know, I was like, oh, I'm curious. Let me try it, and you know, I played about an hour, or so I didn't play too too much. It's good, but, you know, coming off the heels of Dead Space, I was like, this is pretty blocky. (laughs) 
this is this is pretty blocky. Like, uh, you know, if you like the game and you're happy to have an HD remaster, fair enough. But I was not blown away quite to the extent. Like I said, it might be just because I played Dead Space Remake. It was I was blown away by Dead Space Remake. Right. That Metroid Prime remastered feels pretty phoned in, and I just think you know that was my takeaway on that. However, it was fun. I played it for about an hour or so, and I hope to get back to it. All right. Um, but yeah, if you're on the fence, like skip, play one of the games John recommended. Those are new experiences. This is a game you've probably played before. I definitely did. I love that. Uh, game unless you game. really want to play a Metroid Prime because you can't wait for four. That's the other thing. You may just want to dip your toe back in because you can't wait. Yeah. Then yeah, it was worth the money. I'll probably play it again. All right. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Um, so Whoa. we dod- we skirted one controversy last week. And ran headlong into another one. There was a ton of comments on our YouTube page, uh, as well as comments on social media about people having to skip the section where we talk about Breath of the Wild because of the weapon system. Mm. You know, uh, we so didn't really say, skip though. We 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 still talked about the new thing and all that. We just don't want it. We just don't want the weapons to break. That's all. Yeah, but some people really like that the weapons break and think it's like super cringe and unbearable to listen to us talk about how we don't like it because it's actually an awesome system oh the poor deers anyway yeah yeah i know i know they might want refunds guys i decided (laughs) hey let me try playing a bit of breath of the wild um because it's been a while and i barely played it so i gave it a solid hour you know and it's actually what's funny is playing it in 2023 and i've only played precious little i'm still in the noob zone like where you first start and um, it, it's funny how much it reminds me of Elden Ring. It's like it's like almost Elden Ring copied it, except I know it's the other way around. Like it's clearly, well, no, it's clearly um, not right, a lot of music, is. very yeah. moody. Uh, things it's, do a lot of different stuff. I mean, it's basically you know, kitty Elden Ring. No, you're dead on. But this came out before yeah. Elden Ring, though. So you're. I know, I know, but the order in which I played it, it just oh, feels I like, see. Oh, like like it's hitting me like I'm in Lingrave right now, you know. Mm-hmm. And I realize they're still different. And when I say kitty, it's not um, pejorative. It's just aesthetic. I mean, as it's cartoon and animated and lovely. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, I was having a good time. You know, I found the, those big-headed goblin dudes. got out my, my axe. I'm like, let me chop some heads. And then guess what happened? Yeah. My weapon broke. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. And I had nothing to swing with. And I had to remember <laughs> how to re-equip a weapon. And then all I had was a stupid branch. Yeah. And I was like, it's dumb. <laughs> so, this is, like, uh, it's just like it would be one thing if I think the sword <laughs> lasted a long period of time, but I got it in the last combat, and then the next combat it didn't make it through the whole combat, and I was like, I mean, it, it's a it, the skeleton arms kind of make sense, right? Like, sure, yeah, okay, it's a skeleton arm, I got it, but you know, this is a forged sword. I'm hitting like a rumpy, you know, leathery skinned goblin dude, like. The sword might blunt. Yeah. Maybe if there was a mechanic where the enemies could take your sword and snap it in two and go, what now, little man? That would be awesome. But just, uh, you know, they're, you're showing the guys there, like those guys. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's no way a sword is breaking or an axe is breaking on those guys. I would chop 500 blunt edge and everything before that, that axe breaks. <laughs> that It's weird. I, I'm sorry. If you like it, great. I'm not going to poo-poo anyone's fun, but it ain't it. It ain't it. 
That's all. You See, know, this is I, why I've said, like, from a, every other aspect of this game, it is the I it it would be my favorite game I ever played. It really would be, but for that one freaking thing, I'd you, say if it maybe if you just increase the, the amount of time, like let me, like how many, like if you have a knife and you had to murder people, how how long until it breaks, like five people? I guess I shouldn't be asking mass murder questions on the show, but like you know. How many, how many, how, how much can I do with a weapon, you know, like before it breaks yeah. against unarmored uh, opponents? Yeah. Again, maybe if I'm fighting an armored Koopa and I hit it once and it breaks, like don't hit, don't use the sword on the Koopa, use the hammer or something, you know, like that would kind of be like, make yeah. sense. Anyways, yeah. I enjoyed the hour I played, but yeah, I didn't love the, uh, didn't love the mechanic, so I confirmed that. That was a nice little experiment. Yeah, um, moving along, I just played my usual rotation of Snap, Borderlands 3, and Timberborn. I had some Godot stuff, but I really hit a, a wall of fatigue, so I think I'm going to save that for next week. We're already at 9.30-ish in, so I think I'll leave it there for the games Okay, for this week. I do uh, like that so your three choices of game are so divergent. You've got yeah. Snap, Borderlands 3, and Timberborn, they all could not be more different than each other. I love that. Yeah, my rotation of games, well, I play Snap because it's, you know, a shitter game. Yeah. By the way, game. for all the people, like, I get it, like, almost every day. It's like, did I play you? Like, either there's people named Bo or Gorath on there. I get asked a lot, was that you I just played? <laughs> I'll tell you the telltale signs. My avatar is Quinjet, all right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a plane. It's not any of the characters. Yeah. It's just the airplane. And my name is Gorath, so that's not Bo or any other monikers. And it'll it'll it says I'm on the toilet. I use I'm on the toilet, and that's been pretty consistent for the past several months. So oh, okay. If you see those things, maybe it's me. But otherwise, <laughs> there no. There you go. Um, yeah, Borderlands Three. I'm on the second X pack, and um, I've been doing sort of missions and stuff. It's like a it's Diablo Endgame. I, I, there isn't much to say about it. You kind of know what the deal is. I'm playing it. It's fun. Yeah. And uh, Timberborn, I've cooked back up, which is why I said um, on the Factorio front, Timberborn is a really awesome city builder. And I've been playing that again and making dams and carving water through the landscape. Yeah, because you're great. beavers and beavers do that stuff. That's what they do. Exactly. Yeah. Well, on that note, we are going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk, or we're going to do a Dear Martha, okay? And those are always fun. Then we're going to do a, a quick roundup of some uh, remaining news. And then we got a phone call. We got a text. All kinds of shit, including a mashup at the end, which has a title I don't feel comfortable saying, but I'll do it. I think oh, that no. means Bo said it. Just to, just to give you a guess. Yeah. If I think, Scott won't say oh, yeah, it. This one, yeah, this one was a weird one. I'm just going to say it now. I'm not going to say it now, but... Jamie sends out these, you know, surveys, and yeah. it's like this one. It, it, there's got to be a little bit of uncertainty there, you, you know. This one's <laughs> definitely like I remembered saying it. Yeah, so, I couldn't know. imagine anybody but you saying it. So I'll, I'm guessing that is still correct, but we'll find out uh, after yeah, this okay. break. So everybody, go do your thing. Uh, chat room will be five minutes or so, and then uh, we'll be right back. So stay tuned. And we're back, everybody. It is time for everyone's favorite uh, breakdown of a of a magazine from yesteryear. I can't wait for this one because I used to subscribe to this magazine. 
and I can't believe how old and ancient everything in there looks. But uh, John's going to take care of it, as always. Uh, John, anything with this dear Martha I need to prepare for, or nope. just the standard? Standard Martha. All right. Here it is. Enjoy. My dearest Martha, what do you imagine when you hear the word encyclopedia? What about the summer-slash-fall 1998 Game Player's Encyclopedia of Nintendo Games Volume 5? Because that's what we're looking at today. And I don't know what I actually expected, but it wasn't this. Maybe I got too hung up on the title. The cover clearly paints this as pretty much any other video game magazine by promising the coverage of the best SNES, NES, and Game Boy titles. Or 15 pages of Super Mario World hints. And perhaps the most weirdly written brag I've ever seen. Never published TMNT3 strategy. <laughs> what does that mean? They are literally publishing it right now. Do they mean until now it has never been published? And do they mean by them or anyone? Is this the only time anyone published a strategy guide for TMNT3? Do they even mean guide at all? Maybe they just found some trick that nobody else knew about. It's just the weirdest language to use. Was it something they were planning for issue 4, but the world was deemed not ready for it yet? But now we're at issue 5, and it's time to open Pandora's turtle box. <laughs> the point is they're very excited to print it. And 30 years later, I still don't know what it means. Speaking of that cover, though, remember the bragged about 15 pages of Super Mario World hints? Wouldn't you expect that to mean a whole huge section dedicated to Super Mario World? Well, in the Game Player's Encyclopedia, it means a few pages of tips on page 14, then some more on page 30, with another visit on page 47. It's almost like the magazine is taking commercial breaks for itself. Just another really strange thing. Martha, that's the word I would use for this whole thing. It's just a weird magazine. It has a title that makes me think I'm getting something more akin to a buyer's guide, but what we wind up with is this magazine that is just trying its hardest to be a gaming magazine. Maybe even a little too hard for what it can pull off. Sometimes it's trying to be overly informative, like telling you the Battletoad Zitz is 6 foot 8, weighs 303 pounds with amphibian eyes, and Jesus, that's how big Battletoads are? <laughs> I guess that makes sense. That's a big-ass toad. Other times it's trying to give you strategy guide type tips, but its fun layout makes it hard to know when and where to apply the tips with the washed out images. It makes an SNES game look like an original NES game. It's not an awful magazine though, Martha. It's almost 200 pages. It offers a much more fun style than a lot of the more serious magazines. And it does earnestly seem to try to be informative, even if it doesn't always hit that mark. Hell, it even includes a translation guide to understand what Bill and Ted are saying. If you don't speak fluent Wild Stallion. For example, dudes are non-babe persons. Fascinating. Oh my god. <laughs> this magazine makes the interesting choice to front and backload its handful of ads. So without much to choose from for an ad of the week, I offer you this headache in print form for the advertisement disguised as a game, MC Kids. 
it is designed like someone just discovered the word art section in Microsoft Word and made an awful ad with it. Uh, but it's better if I just read it to you. <laughs> Can't talk long. I'm playing MC Kids. Way wildest game ever. I should know. I, me, Darren Bartlett, invented it. That's MC as in Major Cool, Mega Challenging, Mondo Crazy, as in the MC Kids Mick and Mac, two cool dudes in my, I mind warped into McDonald land, who turned the whole place upside down. Totally. <laughs> Think you know McDonald land? Wait till you meet Nash, go for it, I, Psycho, and the other video misfits I've unleashed. If you think you're too old for MC Kids, have your mom buy it for your little brother. Bet Junior will never see it again. It's a radical new world for your Nintendo Entertainment System. Wow. <laughs> this ad is a hate crime. Wow, Martha. Mondo cool. Yeah. Although now I am craving fast food hamburgers. And as it is the 1990s and we've yet to demonize trans fats, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. Yours in time, S. Beckett 98. Oh, man. So that ad looks like 4chan paper form is what that looks like. It's heinous. <laughs> it's really bad. Is that really Darren Bartlett in the ad? I think so. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, Who's maybe. Darren Bartlett? We supposed to know He's him? He's wearing sunglasses. He's got like a mohawk yeah. but he's cool man look at him he's, he's cool he clearly doesn't normally wear a cool. mohawk yeah he's, he's major cool crazy it's like 32 or something this is a virgin games joint yeah it's virgin games doing this ad that bottom two got it get yeah. it play it that's it i'm out of here yeah like yeah that's good major cool mega challenging uh, it's gross it's gross what we've done we've done a gross thing we, we haven't but humanity has yeah, humanity. Yeah, That's well done scary. as always. All right, I enjoyed Almost the heck as out of that. Is pouring five billion <laughs> gallons of gas in the air. Uh huh. Uh, well done. Now this. That's not it. This. Remaining news items of the day. I'm going to rip through these. Uh, there's something from Yoko Taro's. Uh, this is the near moon guy. Near moon. Anyway, this, near. He's yeah, the near no, guy. He's the he near automata guy, right? Wears, Did all the yeah, near he stuff. He wears a moon mask over his head. Yeah. You know him. He's doing something crazy. Uh, it's a free-to-play mobile thing, but the premise is crazy. Uh, what's the name of this? Is it called Yoko Taro? Is that the name of the guy? Let's see. No, that's the name Here of it the is. guy. Here it is. Mobile game has players battling Sega to restore the world it corrupted. Uh, this is amazing. Mobile game re reimagines classic Sega games as attractive women who represent an evil version of Sega. In a trailer for the game, the narrator refers to a distorted world where Sega reigns at the top of the world, controls everything. That's uh, we. I believe that. I already believe that. <laughs> yeah, so basically the game is called 404 Game Reset. Yeah. You play attractive female versions of classic Sega titles. Yeah. To stop Sega, which has become an evil corporation that now controls and runs everything. Yeah. Um, they didn't lose the console war. They won it. And they took over the entire planet and became evil. Uh, I'm going to tell you, Scott, I wish this game wasn't a mobile game because that sounds like the coolest game I've ever heard. In it my sounds life. so ridiculous and over the top. There's Virtua Fighter represented, Virtua Cop, Afterburner. I mean, this is a Sega 
joint, right? It's a it's a Sega game. There's a quote in this uh, in this Video Games Chronicle article um, where he said, oh, "Where is it?" He said, "It's a world that imagines that if things were to go well for Sega, but then got out of control, it would end up like this." Um, I want to deliver the truth that Sega is hiding from people as many as possible. Please help me spread the word. Let's take back the original world from the Sega state. <laughs> the deep Sega state? Okay. Yep. All right. I'm going to check this it's, out when it comes out. There's no question. It, it sounds insane. Can in I play? Can we just, play it here it in the States? It just makes me happy. Is it a States thing or is this Japan only or what's the deal? Do we know? Uh, I think it's coming out here maybe oh, this trailer's insane it looks like a tool <laughs> it, everything about this game is insane all right i'm all in whatever this is i'm getting it i don't care if it's mobile i'm getting it it'll be free so there you have it uh good news for you both because you still have this game and uh you haven't played it in a bit but uh, venom is teaming up with spider-man and the midnight suns uh on february 23rd so next week you get uh venom I'm excited about that. Are you? I was not excited about Deadpool. I have not played since Deadpool got added. I will probably play once Venom's added. Venom's pretty cool. You and I like Venom. Not saying Bo doesn't, but in particular, like, there's some good stories. There's some good comics. Like, Venom. Bo likes. Venom's cool. Sorry. Bo likes to think about the ins and outs of symbiote costume wearing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, Venom's interesting. The the, the hygiene situations. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, some yeah. of that's pretty. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for all the DLC. It sounds like they're coming out pretty quickly. So there's, I finished the game, and when all four are released, then I'll maybe dive into a new game plus or something like that. Yeah, we're still gonna get Morbius uh, and Storm. So they're about fifty fifty on characters I'm interested in with DLC. So so it's Morbin um, time. Is what you're saying? That's great. No, that's not the one. Weirdly, Scott, Morbius isn't the one I'm interested in. Oh, weird. Weird. Oh. I I kind of like Morbius. I've been playing him in Snap. So Morbius, the comic character, is great. One of the most amazing characters. I love Morbius. That movie is so freaking bad that I can't I like him anymore. I haven't had the pleasure yet. Don't have the pleasure. <laughs> Nobody has, I believe. <laughs> yeah, there's been no pleasure. <laughs> Pleasure-free experience right. so far for everybody. Right. Uh, also, we got Horizon Forbidden West. We were talking about the Up the Mountain deal earlier, but uh, the game, <laughs> the full game Forbidden West, which is very, it's a fantastic game, coming to PlayStation Plus Extra in February sometime. <laughs> PlayStation Plus Extra. I know, it's what, the worst name. Tiers that? Their tiers are the worst. That's the one where you've got PlayStation Plus, but you're acting in public. Yeah. yeah. It's the middle yeah. tier. It's like the $15 tier. And so it's okay. Cool. It's not great, but it's okay. Uh, there are five Lord of the Rings video games being released by April 2024. That's interesting. We know nothing about them, but uh, whatever those are, we'll probably hear soon. Or maybe E3 Channeling or their inner Warhammer. Yeah, man. Probably. Uh, they should te- just do Lord of the Rings. Gimli. Gimli. Lord of the Rings. Legolas. Lord of the Rings. Boomer shooter. Frodo. Yeah. Boomer shooter. Boomer shooter. And they call you the hero at the end. Okay, I'm in. You've now described what I want. I wasn't sure until now. Uh, There's a Tetris movie happening. It's actually an Apple original and will be in theaters and also on Apple TV Plus called Tetris. It has uh, Eggy in it. Eggy? Who's Eggy? I think he's in the King's Man. 
Oh, uh, the brother, the Edgerton brother. Um, Edgerton. I, I thought maybe in the movie he's called Eggy, or maybe that's a different character. Taron someone... Edgerton, that's who it is. Yeah, but his character in The Kingsman, I think, is Eggy. Oh, really? I never saw that. Yeah, I should probably see that. Never saw Kingsman's kind of awesome. <laughs> like, I, I really like Kingsman, and then they did a new one with Ray Fiennes instead of, like, it was like a prequel in yeah. more Cold War era. Uh, Mark Hamill's in the first one, I think. Weren't there um, three of them? No, it's Eggsy. Eggsy. Thank Eggsy. you, Lucky Bolt. Okay. Um, yeah, no, Kingsman is kind of dope. It's kind of like, uh, well, you, you must have, you haven't seen King, the Kingsman, like the first one? Mm, never seen him. It has like one of the most memed scenes where um, uh, the King's speech guy, what's his name? Oh, uh, d- uh, d- he was in like everything for a little while. He had a pretty hot streak of movies. Yeah, handsome um, guy. He's really he's great. I like him. Colin yeah. Firth. Colin Firth. That's it. Yeah, Colin Firth plays like the senior guy who's passing on to Eggsy. And there's that scene where he's there, he goes into a church and they get Samuel L. Jackson mind blasts them with violence uh, sonic waves. And he's got to kill all the churchgoers. It is so subversive. Like they're just normal people, but they're driven to violence. Wow. And he's a super spy, and he's got. To, he's like there's this huge like one take shot of him literally murdering everyone in the church, and they're all murdering each other. You should just watch the clip on YouTube like tonight. It is. It's it's awesome. All right. Um, it's like the story is very comic booky and not you know it's it's satirical really. Well, it's, it's not based like, on a comic book, right? It's based on a yeah, but it's not like James Bondy where it's like quasi serious. Like you know, it's it's subversive, and I really like the Kings. The Kingsman, yeah, it's based on the 2012 uh, Kingsman comic by. You haven't seen any of the Kingsman? No, That's none crazy. of it. Crazy. None of it. Who wrote yeah, they're the a good time. You're gonna like them. Oh my god, it, they're good. Oh, Mark Mark Miller. That's what he. This is all. Mark he does. Strong's in it as well. Like all your, you know, your uh, good a good rack of good old British chaps yeah. <laughs> are in this movie. He's the one. He's the one that did the Old Man Logan story. He did Kick Ass Kingsman, of course. That we just talked about the Civil War run was him. That guy's a good comic writer. Like yeah, that. so uh, it, it's good. It's good, but yeah, there's that um, that church seat is like something else, though. It's pretty. It's pretty wild. Well, they're making a movie about the uh, creation of Tetris and their desire to get it off the Game Boy and onto more platforms, but also deals with the Cold War, and that's interesting. I kind of want to see it. I do want to yeah, see. Yeah, it's, it's actually a pretty interesting story. The who had the rights to Tetris was a big point of contention for a long time. Yep. Um, you know, it's a lot better than what I expected. When I I didn't know this movie was being made, I didn't know anything about it. Yep. And when I woke up and saw a trailer for a movie called Tetris, where someone was vaguely looking up in the thumbnail, the YouTube thumbnail, I went, "Oh shit! It's gonna be a here, piece. It's coming here down. It comes. It's gonna rotate." Stupid ass blocks falling from the sky in a Michael Bay kind of manner, going through buildings and yeah, stuff. That like, would suck. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, you kind of no. wish it was that movie, like an Alien Invaders movie, like oh. it's like Independence Day, but it's blocks and just like. <laughs> Only if they do it like Futurama or something. Futurama did that great one with Space Invaders, where they're like. Sir, they're shooting up through the base or something. And he goes, fine, speed up, go down a level and move faster or whatever. Like they just played with the games. I'm all fine for that in cartoons. I don't want live action bullshit with that. Or like an SNL parody. Like, you know, like I want to see it because it would be funny. I just don't want it to be real. And you know, it's starring someone big like Timothy Chalamet, who's the only 18 year old on the planet with the power to move it with his mind. Yep. 
Yep. He gets a hold of some alien text, yeah. and finally we can fight back as he goes dun 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 He stops him. He stops him over Russia as it's fallen down. He discovers yeah. he's the only one that discovers that they have an AI subroutine that if too many are connected and aligned together, they short out and blink out of existence. He's like, I can do it. Yeah, right. Like, no, right, right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's too it's many tetrinos to rare. together. Storm rare. <laughs> Peter Storm rare. Whatever it is. <laughs> storm, rare. storm armor. Um, Man, armor. you know what? Bo's got the right idea. Let's just pronounce it so damn crazy that that. Person is like, I'm never correcting. Oh, yeah, do it all the time. Turns out Stormare was fine mm-hmm. because now they're calling him Storm. Well, I'm legit trying. I just don't know. <laughs> That's how I do that uh, to kick ass girl, uh, Cl- Clorette's Mer- Mer- Moretz Pertice or whatever her name is. Clorette's <laughs> what is it? <laughs> wow. Clorette's Chloe, <laughs> Chloe Moretz. Clorette's, what is it? Chloe, oh, there it is. It's Chloe Grace Moretz. That's it. I don't know how to do her damn name. Moretz Moretz. I like her a lot, though, but I don't know her name very well. All right, moving on. Uh, what else we got? Oh, that's just maybe uh, Dead said Dead Red Dead series is getting an exhibi- ex- exhibition in the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum. I just thought that was cool. That's funny. Yeah. I, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's funny though. Those games are really. I mean, two in particular, so detailed, so deep on what was that era that I think it probably deserves it. So that's very cool. And then finally, Cocaine Bear, an upcoming movie. Uh, looks super, super stupid, but also maybe great. Hear the name without laughing. I, I know it's know great. That's, it's, it's appealing to me. I don't think I'm going to watch the movie, but I do laugh when I hear it. You know what's laugh. awesome about that Cocaine Bear thing is it's based on a real story, but they acknowledge this. They're like, this is based on a true story. The story it's based on is that a bear ate a bunch of cocaine and immediately died from overdose. Yeah, yeah, but the movie's like, well, we're taking oh. it from what would happen had he not overdosed, and that's the the, the movie. So they're obviously very tongue in cheek with this. But anyway, they made a Pac Man ripoff game that you can play, and then people like it, like it's legit. It's oh, good. you eat little ball, like eight balls of coke. You eat, yeah. yeah, you eat chunks of coke, and then people campers. Uh, let's see if I can find the thing here. I was, I don't yeah, I saw the to. trailer for it, and I was like, I, I can kind of get behind. <laughs> this is an interesting <laughs> idea. Like, yeah, yeah. I like, like it did. It hit me right. I was like, yeah, cocaine bear. Yep, it looks good. Like yeah. it looks legit. I have not played it yet, but it looks like it actually plays pretty well. So anyway, that's the thing to go seek out: cocaine bear, the Pac-Man ripoff. Uh, it is now time, ladies and gentlemen, for calls and emails. That's a good question. And here's the first one. This is a very quick call. With a very important statement, and so let's just hear it. Here we go. Right, where is it? Oh shit! Is this it? You guys planning on playing Atomic Heart next week? There it is. Atomic Heart that's next that's week. That's the whole call. Huh? That's the entire call. You guys planning on playing Atomic Heart next week? Yes. The right. answer is yes. When as soon as that hits, I'm playing it. I realize that there's some kind of weird mo- Russian money involved. I'm just playing it. Well, Mick Gordon donated all his is publicly stated that he's donating all of his earnings for making the soundtrack to I think Red Cross for Ukraine relief. Good. Mick Which, Gordon's a good you know, dude. is I like, like uh, somewhat in response to the goings on like at a protest, right? Right. Uh it, that sounds like oh crap, I earned money from something I find inhumane. I'm Giving the money away. I don't know that the team on the the team that made the game aren't necessarily pro Russian aggression. They're just Russian developers who, you know, like 
games over here, we get money. Yeah, from... they've received criticism for not speaking out enough, but I, they're in Russia, yeah, <laughs> like well, you know, well, like yeah. not not for nothing, but speaking out in Russia has different consequences than speaking out in America. Right. Just to be clear, 100%. that's not saying that they're good. Uh, that's not me taking a side, but that is me saying like. It's it's one thing to hold that standard over somebody in America where you can kind of just say what you want. It's a very different reality if you're in Russia to say, well, they didn't speak out. Yeah, and it'd be Russia. another thing if this was Putin going, my nephew, he, he make game. You play game, you like game. It's, that's not happening. That's not what this is. They're not tied like that. I don't know. I don't know why it's a controversy. Well, I, I, just, I don't it, like I'm not quick. You're probably right. Maybe it's out of control or not out of control. Like maybe it's something exaggerated, you know, I don't know what the truth is, but I find it like significant that he would feel badly enough to return his money money away. So I I, I think people should educate themselves, go out, find out. I think it's worth knowing where your money goes for good or for bad. You know, yeah. like or play it on Game Pass because even you pay if it for doesn't that anyway. change what you do, even if you look and go, oh, that sucks. But you know what? So does anything I buy that's owned primarily by ten cents. So does anything I buy at a fast food restaurant. But at least go find out if you're concerned about it. Make a make a judgment. Make call. your own judgment call. The f- truth is, it's on Game Pass. You already paid for that, and that pays for a whole lot of games all lumped into one. And you didn't give them seventy bucks. So play it on Game Pass. You'd be fine. I am going to play that game. I can't wait for it, actually. I, I think I'm going to play it. If it, it looks gets rad. good reviews, I'm going to play it. Yeah, it looks freaking rad. And I love Mick Gordon's music, so that alone is enough for me to at least crack it open. Yeah. Well, anyways, I think that's what this caller wanted was to... Oh, you think that's it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why would you ask that? We've said multiple times that we're looking forward to playing it, Then there's controversy this week. I'm probably passing until it, I learn more about it, but... Oh, interesting. I thought he was just like, yeah. you guys excited about this? All right, let's go. But you're right. Maybe he's like, especially his tone. Listen again. You guys planning on playing Atomic Heart next week? This is the kind of judgmental now, doesn't yeah, it, Sam? Yeah. yeah. yeah but, it's- but that's why I was confused, like, why if there was more, because it sounds like it should be part of a bigger rant, right? Yeah. Like, it sounds like we only got part of a rant. <laughs> like, none of you played Hogwarts Legacy, so you guys going to be playing Atomic Heart? Huh? Huh? Yeah, assholes. Like it just sounds like it should be part of a longer thing. Yeah, I don't know. We might be giving this person a lot more than they intended. They just—I'm just not sure. But like, I was perusing the headlines today. That one came out as like a, uh oh, here we go. What's going on? Here we go. They deny it, but well, we um we did uh we did have something that happened in Hogwarts Legacy this week that I thought was notable but it's that somebody modded it so every time you ride a broom in the game you ride Shrek like a full a full grown Shrek that's pretty cool and John yeah. loves Shrek like, so I I'm anti mods now like, <laughs> you don't even like mods 100% I'm against it now <laughs> uh it's awesome I heard Puss in Boots 2 is pretty good I hear it's really good. My daughter saw it with her friends and said, Dad, don't skip on that. That is like the one of the best animated films I've seen. I was like, really? I love the Shrek movies. I have uh, also heard this and was curious It's about it. very curious. I don't mind Shrek. I thought Shrek was a great movie. I, I, well, at least the ones I saw. I can't claim to have seen them all. But right. uh, I saw like, one and like, two and maybe three. Are there four of them? Yeah, four, anyway, it doesn't matter. I've seen at least two Shreks, two maybe more. Yeah. I liked them. I just don't like the weird meme around it. Yeah, you don't, don't like the memery. I, I don't yeah. think it's funny. Yeah, you're not a... It's not about Shrek for you. 
It's like, why Shrek is what it is for you? Like, why is that funny? And I kind of agree with you, but I love finding Shrek memes and then forcing them on you. I love that. I think that's probably what it is. I think I, I think it has now gotten to a point where people just know it bugs people and they're doing it because they know it bugs people. I do this with a lot of people. I do that with mayonnaise, any kind of mayonnaise imagery or anything. I do that with Justin Robert Young. He hates mayo, can't stand it, grosses him out. So if I find some guy eating mayo out of a bucket with a big fat spoon, I'm sending it to Justin. <laughs> I did that to mess with my babysitter once. I got mad at my babysitter when I was really little. And I wanted to do something mean for revenge. So I said, hey, you know what would be fun? What if we did like a taste test to see if we can guess what a food is without seeing it? And so I started very innocently like, oh, it's a strawberry. Oh, it's an apple slice. And then I just gave her a spoonful of mayo. (laughs) (laughs) That is mean. That was the whole reason I even suggested the game was just because I knew I was going to do that at some point. Oh, man. I really did not like this babysitter. I called my parents on her at one point was like, Mom, Dad, the person you have left in charge of me is currently sticking a fork in the toaster because her bread fell in there. Mm. And I'm pretty sure she's going to electrocute herself and die. That's amazing. And for those at home that thought John was talking about like, a babysitter watches his children now. That's not what no, he meant. No, no. He was meant when, when was he was very a kid. Little. Yeah. yeah, when I was little. Yeah, he's not doing it to kids. He's paying to watch his kids. No. Just to clear that up. I don't want to get emails or anything weird. We always we don't want any misunderstandings. All right. Um, where the hell are we? Let's do this text here we got from a dude. This is from Carson. He says, hey, core boys, what time, or sorry, what games have surprised you by containing much more depth than you originally thought? Uh, I recently started Inscription and was very pleased when I saw there was so much depth to it. In addition to the Blood Sacrifice game card and puzzles around the cabin, there are three additional game cards in the environments, including a 2D 8-bit-ish top-down exploration mode. Uh, Think original Legend of Zelda from the 80s with card battles and puzzles. If you follow these story, uh, these I'm sorry. If you follow the story, these new depths open up and the game becomes much more than I thought. Have you had similar experiences with games? says Carson. Um, the first one that came to my mind was Inscription. I agree with him on that. Um, that game is weirdly thin on the outside, thick on the inside sort of game. Um, but I can't think of much more. I know there are other games like this, but John, do you have anything in your in your past where you're like, oh, that thing really opened up and got weird or great or um, whatever? What was it? Uh, the, so there is one game I can think of right away, which is The Witness. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is a seemingly very simplistic style puzzle game where it's just drawing lines to things. And um, I guess spoilers for The Witness. It's been out for a long time. But um, there is a point where the game presents to you and you realize that the same line patterns that you've been solving on these puzzles exist in nature in the real world, too. And if you take your cursor and trace across like a lake or a wall in the same way that you have these puzzles, it works. And you can solve puzzles in the world as well that same way. That's and that cool. was a very like, holy shit, this, yeah. <laughs> this came out of nowhere. I can't believe this. 
Um, so that was really good. Oh, I'm also going to steal one from the chat because they got a good one. Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club uh, is definitely does one of those. Does that count, you though? go in knowing something's up, yeah. but yes. But does that count? Because th- that one and like Frog Fractions, you know that those are up to something because that's why you got turned on to playing it. You know what I mean? Well, I didn't know with Frog Fractions. I, okay. I got in on that when people were still just being like, you got to play Frog Fractions. And I was like, okay. And so I did discover the first one organically, but... Mm. Doki Doki, I knew, and like reasonably so, the game gives you a content warning. Yeah. Like they really should. There's some really brutal content in that game, um, but you know, you, you don't know exactly how brutal. But you're not doing a lit. You know, you're not doing a literature club when they're like, "Hey, this contains like extremely graphic, violent images um, and stuff like that." So okay. It's it's a little it's a little trickier with that one. I knew something was up. It was cool the way you resolved it though. Like that's it wasn't surprising that there was a twist to Doki Doki, but the way you resolved the twist and kind of played the game, that was very cool. Okay. Dave the Diver also did this for me, but I talked about that a couple of weeks ago, so you can go back and listen to that. But surprise me with the depth. Uh, Bo, what kind of game you're like, mm, man, what, look, it's under the surface here. Ooh. Well, Final Fantasy six and seven both had seven had multiple, but big, you know, moments leaving Midgard, realizing there was actually a whole other game. Yeah. Uh, Aerith dying <clears throat> was huge. The first in the series. Yeah. And um, Final Fantasy six or three in the US, uh, when you've, Feel like you explored the whole map and you're getting to the end and realize you're just 50% through the game because the world blows up and now you have to survive in the blown up world <laughs> um, was actually pretty mind-blowing when that happened when I first played back in the Super NES days. Um, I mean, in terms of like just, I think he means more mechanically though. It's it very narrative and it doesn't really change the mechanics, so sure. I don't know. It can't it really work either way. I'm sure there have been. I know there have been, um, but I can't really think of them off the top of my head. Um, I think like I had several of those moments with Disco Elysium, mm. where you know I was able to be, to become an art cop. <laughs> I was like, this game's going in very strange directions, and you know it's <laughs> it's just really. You know, had a lot of good moments, but again, it's not mechanics. It's more just where the narrative is going. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I can't really think of any where it's like, it's so transformative. Like the games you mentioned seem like the right examples. Right. But I can't think of any off the top of my head. Well, I think story works as well, especially in a game format, because that stuff's hard to surprise you sometimes. And when they do, it's like, oh man, a video game surprised me. It's a rare thing. I feel like they're limited by a lot of the, you know, constructs of the day and how we make games. And it's just all iterative of each other and nobody's really surprising anybody, but once in a while, I think it's more the realm of the indie game than it is of the triple a for sure. Yeah, that is absolutely true. Um, all right. We got a mashup this week. Jamie put one together and I'm going to say the name, even though I don't want to, but one of us call some, one of us coined the phrase clit tickler. Ah, it was not coined. I've heard like this is it's a saying as old as the mountains. Right, the ones that you <laughs> yep. go up as uh, mountains formed and just threw it out there just to see what people thought. Horizon up the mountain tickler. Anyway, I mean, it was trauma think- inflicted on me that got inflicted elsewhere. Like I had a soul patch and someone called it that, and I was like, 
Oh, yeah, I guess that works. Well, in that case. I don't think there's any mystery to who. I, yeah, we all think Bo said this. I, I think that's also. I know for sure I said this because I can hear people saying it to me back when I had one of those. No, I'm trying to. Oh, geez. I'm trying to find Janie's updated uh, chart, and I don't see it. I'd like to see it. But it's like 82% for me. Like, I even saw it on the thing, and he commented. I'm like, oh, here it is. Yeah, 85.4%, 12.2% for me, and John, a paltry 2.4%. Jeez Louise. Wow, right. who are the people who voted for John? I don't, <laughs> like, know. I don't know. John said they, that. They yeah. must, uh, they must. I, I don't know, they must watch my stream where I would curse a little bit more or something, but... You know, well, I, it, I don't think I've ever said that on stream. So you guys know it's it's okay. more about the journey than the just uh, destination destination. So now we're gonna we're gonna take that journey and find out how it got there. Here you go. I'm in you. I'm like I could feel it. I feel you inside me. Bitch, I'm Bayonetta. Pay me. <laughs> We got a message from Jack the Knife who says this. Ugh. I don't think it means Jack the Knife, like the way you're thinking. I'm not going to say any more <laughs> words on the subject. <laughs> <laughs> you all know where my head went, and I'm going to comment no further. Yes, go there if you want. It was pretty self-explanatory, and if it wasn't, you didn't need to know anyways. It's not important. That novelty is what they trade on. That's their life bread. Or whatever. Life, life bread. bread. <laughs> <laughs> it's their life bread. <laughs> I'm going to do like a tapas spread of... Tapas. Like tapas. All the games tapas. that people have bought me, which is like almost I don't literally. Think you can do that on Twitch. <laughs> it's almost it's almost in the double digits. Yes, inscription's another one. And I'm over here dinking around and walking dead in VR. <laughs> tap that ass, man. Weekend. Tap that ass. You guys know you never heard of tapas? No, we call it tapas. I, here. Yeah, I've heard of tapas. 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 I always hear tapas. <laughs> you guys want tapas? Oh sweet. Let's go to the place yeah. that does we So my problem is is where I got the pronunciation from, probably where I first heard it, which was the IT crowd. <laughs> Crowd, yeah. And it might be Maurice Moss mispronouncing it. I might be part of the joke. It's tapas or tapas or something. Yeah. Or it might just be British good. pronunciation of tapas. I got my body ready for some dwarf action. Oh, and I, I, what do they say? Is it blue balls? Whatever. Like when you're just like not, <laughs> you, you get you get Randy, but instead you get nothing. You know, yeah, like, well, sure. whatever it is. I don't know if it's blue balls. Or, I think that's something different. It's just whatever. It's the ultimate letdown. Sorry. I don't know why I made it adult. Sorry, kids. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Do not jack the knife. All right. Let's get on At to... Least, uh, no, never mind. Not saying the knife likes it and you, and you won't. Dirty. Yeah, you're it's not going to like it. Pig. Yeah. You just want to make sure you hold the knife by the handle. Oh, what if you held it? Oh, so blade, not blade up, blade down. Blade Boy, I'm sure glad that someone somewhere is going to be like, man, I'm really glad I listened to Core this week. Yeah. I found out the right way to jack a knife. Jack a knife, yeah. Oh, Bo's camera went off. Bo, did you leave us? No, I'm here. Oh, that may be your nude. Or, you know, you never know. <laughs> He's like, show's over. I ripped I'm it right out off. of these clothes. Naked. I'm done. Show's out, guns out. All I think about is you ever put like food color dye in water? Yeah, yeah. Like how one little drop and it just immediately just feathers go, out all in encompassing. Yeah. I just imagine that happening around you. You're the Man, center I didn't, I didn't of that drop. That. They were solid shit, so I didn't really think of, it's more just like rocks <laughs> sinking to the bottom of the lake. You're yeah, confident. That's what they want you to think. Yeah, you're confident. Yeah, but I mean like fish shit in the lake and you swim in it, you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, feel like you it's their... plausible deniability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably did, but I don't know that they did. If I poo in a lake, I know I pooed in a lake. Yeah, and if you tell me you pooed in a lake, now I know that you did. She hums 
house constantly. Yeah, always She's humming. always humming. For a lady called quiet, she sure likes to not be quiet when Man, you need her to. This is taken out of context. It's super misogynistic. All <laughs> right. <laughs> a lady on the team and she never shuts yeah, up. Yeah, shut up, lady. Talking. And then you could make the name the name of a god. So the realm, people would be praying to Agabalsack. Like the GM, the GM running the server, but there's like, you know, I'm not hearing enough prayer for Agamagabalsack. You know, so you have people in Stormwind going, praise be to Agamagabalsack. Look at your little, your, what's that called? A little and soul patch. Soul patch. Look at you. Yeah. Clip tickler, that they used to call it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've wow. never heard it called that till now, but now I have. Yeah. Maybe that's in my trailer park boy's life, you know. <laughs> Sorry, is that too adult for the show? It's I pretty really, adult. I, mean, <clears throat> I often forget kids listen, but hey. Not anymore. We got rid of them on this episode, so now we can say whatever we want. That's right. Forward. Parents, tell your kids. Explain what Uncle Bo just said, and, and it'll all be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you did say it. Boy, howdy, did you say it. That was uh, like some Tolstoy War and Peace. That was a really long one. That was a... Oh, shit. I just dumped my water over. Hold on a second. Oh, you spilled some today. Nice. Good. The lid was mostly uh, on. That's revenge. The lid was mostly on. Okay, we're good. Ooh, oh, la, la, la. That's that going to be a mixer again. In, in honor of there being so much shit, you know, and I was I'm like, I'm legit kind of feeling tired. We sort of skipped over something. And I wonder if we could just take a minute, because now all the shit came up, and I kind of feel bad. Oh, what? What is it? Where? What so, did we skip? Well, because some development on Lake Run. So I sent you... Hang on. Let me get the link here. Oh, I sent it to both of you, but you, you can play it locally. Uh, an update on Lake Run? Let's see. On Lake Run. So here we go. Can that? Can you access that link? Uh, it's a drive link, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lakerun.zip. Let's see here. Oh, there's an EXE and everything. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm going to download. Oh, I can't run it though because I'm doing this from a Mac, but so I can't show anybody. But I am going to definitely oh, run it. Is it later. easier if I do it? Then I can just do it. Can you it's do it and share screen? You won't get sound. There's fart sounds. Oh, can you send? You can't send sound through Zoom or through. Oh, I guess we're not. No, it on Zoom. I didn't have it linked. Oh well, it's fine. You can check it out. All right, I'm definitely downloading. Uh, here, let me just. Uh, I'll share the progress because in honor of everyone who loves this because there was more of it it's, it's not done yet yeah you know what i mean sure it's will it ever uh, be truly done you know it'll be like star no. citizen the new star citizen is lake run with <laughs> Bo. great games are never finished they're only abandoned no bo's got a lot of gifts and stuff in front of this i can't see it why is that behave that way stupid Bo schwartz thing oh and it went away oh all your all, right. all your stuff's in front of it. Oh, is this a what phantom? Is going on? The phantom bow. <laughs> there it but is. Anyways, oh, there's fish now. There's little. <laughs> oh my god! I got... Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, listeners who are ninety five percent of our voice or our listeners that aren't watching live, Bo's got fish and he is pooping on the fish in rapid. It's, and it's is kind of funny. All? Yeah. Isn't Marlin from Finding Nemo? Yeah, kind of. I don't know. It's just some for some free asset pack. So the fish are going. And it doesn't really damage them anything. It does have physics. It lands on them and slows them down a little bit. Yeah, I see him bumping, at, uh, bumping them down a little bit when it gets hit and but slows it, yeah. them. Yeah, and I also included a little hop. Oh, yeah, look at that. You can get a little layer on it. Yeah, this, so is, this is progress, man. Look at this. This is great. And there's sound. Is it like you got sound? I mean, I know I can't. Yeah, hear there's it, sound. That's why I can't. Every time, every time a poo comes out, there's a fart sound. Fantastic, dude. We're this is. I'm. We're heading toward big success. This is huge. 
<laughs> Anyways, that, that's that's the update. I was a little too tired, but now I'm like, well, okay. In honor of Jamie's mashup, let's show what's going on. All right. I also like so your ghost you visage when when the thing faded in. That's weird. Yeah, right. Bo doing a weird through thing. the lake. Very that weird. Was... All right. Well, I've downloaded it. I will be demoing that later. That's amazing. Incredible. Oh, and there's no quit button, so you have to alt it for. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've played some very official releases that still leaned on that as a method to get out of their game. I hate that when that happens. I mean, I understand it if it's like not a real game yet. Pre, I just didn't program it. Yeah, <laughs> but like no, games but are supposed to be like, done. It's like, what are you doing, AAA game? How am I supposed to get out of you? You know, yeah, it's bad. Uh, well, mm. I love it, Bo. It's awesome. Keep it up. Uh, real quick note about our friends on Patreon. We got a bunch of new ones today. Maybe you'll get early access to this game once it's ready. Mm. If you're a patron, patreoncom show is the place to go. We got some brand new folks like Mark Gale, Roman Kubu, Andrew Diamond, Mister Potato. Oh, finally. Yeah. Now get the missus on board and yeah, get the old get lady the going. Stew going. We got Way Menard, Tofu, the entirety of Tofu is here. And okay. Troy Press, all of these fine people joined us uh, because they like a service that gives you no commercials ever, pre show content every week, and more monthly benefits by signing up today at patreon.com slash core show. Do it today. Thank you all for being there. We really, really appreciate it. Everything else is at frogpants.com slash core. That includes our email address, the phone number to call or leave messages or send us texts. Any of those things are fine. And uh, that's it. That's our show. We like to throw it to grandma. Let her tell everybody what games we play because so many of you complain we don't mention them again. So we're doing it now. Grandma, take the mic and tell us what we played. Well, because you all like it quick, I'll go down the list real fast for you. The boys played Pharaoh, A New Era. That was Scott and John playing that. Then Scott played Ember Knight's Dead Cells ESO, which, you know, we made a house. Bo was really excited to hear about it. John played Factorio, and then he played a bunch of demos. Plan B, Terraform, Phantom Brigade, My Dream Setup, Sons of Valhalla, Voltrain... That's Void Train. I said it right the first time. Damn it. Grim Guardians, Demon Purge, Inkbound. Bo played Metroid Prime, Breath of the Wild, and continued to play po- uh, Snap, not Pokemon, Marvel Snap, yeah. Borderlands 3, and Timberborn. It's harder when I can't read it. I have to guess what <laughs> Snap means. I really like Fast Grandma a lot. I think this is the yeah, new grandma. Fast Grandma's great. Yeah, it's really strong. Co- cocaine Grandma. Yeah, Coke okay. Grandma. <laughs> Uh, well, there you have it. Thank you all for listening. Come back next week for more, won't you, when we do another episode of CORE. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. How are you? Been better. How about you? I've been better. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.